I needed that break. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I can't fart because I can't mute right now. So. Dude, let it go. You are you are on the perfect podcast just, to fart. I just ran into the bathroom and just fucking ripped it like it was Beyblade. <laughs> you. <laughs> So again, Red DM me, like, hey, I was playing Animal Crossing and there's this cool moth that doesn't just bore without a mouth. And I was like, Red, are you telling me a fact about a, about a made-up Animal Crossing creature? <laughs> and I was just like, that was the line of like, I don't know why you think that this is interesting to me. But then he told me that, no, the, 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 the bugs in Animal Crossing are based on real bugs. So there's a real moth that's like this. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I can I can get down for cool moth facts. It was just through the filter of Animal Crossing that I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand. Man, I saw Games Twitter going crazy about Animal Crossing this week, and it made me very angry. Uh-huh. Like, because it's like, yo, oh, yo, oh. could you just, like, let people enjoy a thing in the middle of a goddamn pandemic? Do you have, like, can you not turn it off for a fucking month? Like, can we just be, like, can we just let people enjoy their dumb thing without the need to be critical of it? God. And Tinker, thank you for buying the gift sub for After Five. Well, I saw some pretty bad takes about it. uh, Pretty bad positive takes about Animal Crossing, and those did need to, those did need to get shut down a little bit, Polly. I'm not sure what the bad positive takes were, but I don't think they could have been as bad as people just kind of Looking like they're coming around kicking people's sandcastle because it's fun to do and because Nintendo is a big corporation. That's Fair really enough. all it comes across to is me. Very fair. Way to kill the podcast, John. Nice. Good job. <laughs> I, I didn't have it. to say anything. John just automatically went into Animal Crossing rent by himself. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I I don't even like Animal Crossing, I realize, so I'm good. Y'all, well, y'all, good. y'all, y'all have that, fun, though. I found out that the guy that writes about the bugs doesn't like bugs, and I don't think, I don't like that. I think that's bad. <laughs> that's reasonable. Okay. That's reasonable. They should, they should, this anti-bug propaganda getting spouted. It's bullshit. I'm not pro-bug, I'm not pro-bug, but I do believe that if you are anti-bug, you shouldn't be doing things that are pro-bug. You probably shouldn't be the video game entom- entomologist. Exactly. It's like making it like Stitch, though. Apparently the tarantulas are uh, a, a piece of work in Animal Crossing, so I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. I, all the tarantulas I've ever met, though, are nice, so I, I don't know. <laughs> this is, this sounds like tra- tarantula slander. I want I like imagining a Pokemon game where the Pokédex entries are written by somebody that hates Pokemon. <laughs> Dude, that just thinks I just all, found like, my dream ocean. job. That would actually be like, oh, I'd like that. That would be my perfect I like job. Pokemon. I even like Pokemon, so 
This fucker's an ice cream cone. What do you want from me? That's me. <laughs> there you go. That's me. That is literally me. Get me this job at Nintendo. I will write the fucking Pokedex. The Pokedex according to Polly. That needs to be a book, probably. Oh, God. Polly, hey, I think I just found our next, uh, the next Soxcat. Uh, oh, God. SDS uh, list. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> This one's a keychain. The Pokedex. The Pokedex. I'm so sad that you said this immediately after April 1st. Oh, well, yeah. Like, this is something that, like, would have made a real great April Fool's joke. Well, well, look, we we already skipped April. We had to skip April 1st because of this. It's been delayed. We just set it another date. I I did April Fool's. I did April Fool's. You did. In my own little way. That was a good joke, Polly. That was a really I good got, joke. I got June with the joke. That's all that matters, right? Like, so was, at, yeah. least, at least at least June fell for my bad joke. <laughs> Which is much appreciated for being a good sport about it. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good joke. Um, I, I did not do my usual sports tweet. Oh, right. Of my collection of sports games. Yeah, yeah. Because I do. Um... I do have that actually. I have Blades of Steel and Tecmo Super Bowl. I've got a couple of Maddens. I've got a uh, I forget which uh which football game I have boxed on NES. I forget which one. Um I got Blades of Steel, Tecmo Super Bowl and Baseball Stars. Those are the three best sports games on NES. I have ice I have ice hockey. Mm, Blades of Steel is way better. I have I I do have RC Pro-Am. RC Pro-Am is baller. That game is very good. <laughs> Is it John Elway quarterback? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, John Elway quarterback. That's the one I have, and that's not a very good That's one. not a very good football game, no. Uh, the better football game is Tecmo Bowl. Absolutely. But Tecmo Super Bowl is even better Tecmo because... Tecmo Super Bowl is even better, yeah. Because it's got more cinematics. It's It's got um, a slightly better engine running uh, the game. You can play, yeah, it does. eight plays now, and uh, you can play full season playoffs in Super Bowl. So... My sport, my my actual sports game is NBA jams. So oh know. well, hey, that's that is one hundred percent acceptable. That's yeah, that's mine. Like if you don't like NBA jam, we literally can't be friends. Right. Like I don't know, my brain doesn't know how to process the idea of a person who doesn't like NBA jam. Like it, it I just lock the fuck up. Was that the yeah. Super Nintendo one? Super Nintendo that's arcade Genesis, Genesis arcade. That's the she's on system. fire, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the one I had as a kid. Yeah, we that's play a, a lot of that. That is a good ass basketball game. Cool. We'll talk about my love. We'll talk about my like for golf games some other time, though. <laughs> you know, Neo Turf Masters is the only golf game I need. I've never played Neo Turf Masters. I, I like NES to. Open too, but it's really hard. Um, NES Golf is really good. Yes, like, Just straight up golf, black box golf. Yeah, black box golf is great. Uh, I like some of the T and E soft games too. Yeah, yeah. Like the uh, the Saturn version of Golf Links is really good. Uh, Hot Shots Golf is always a good time. Mario Golf, I'm not going to complain. I will play a Mario Golf game. I have streamed a Mario Golf game in the past. So. The Game Boy Color Mario Golf game is a Camelot mm-hmm. game, and it's like a straight up golf RPG. Yeah, it's they, great. Like they did that. With, so is a tennis game. Yeah, they did that with like all of them, and then like Golf Story comes out, and people are like, "Well, how'd that happen? That's weird." And like, no, that's literally a thing Camelot's yeah. been doing for a long time. Yeah, what they used to do was they did the uh, they did the party sports game on the N sixty four and the RPG on the Game Boy Color. Yeah, and you can link them with the, uh, the transfer pack. Yep. So you can load up your your uh, buffed up character with your stats and everything into the in the N sixty four game. 
We hope you like sports games. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to SoxCast episode 114, brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, stay the fuck inside, people. Welcome, everybody. We hope you're all doing well out there in quarantine land. We hope you're listening. We hope you're playing by the rules. We hope you're staying safe and corona-free. We, we here at the podcast are doing fine. Uh, so far, so good, right? <laughs> God help me. <laughs> that is the best we can must. That is the that is the most <laughs> amusement and excitement we can muster. Uh, for That's one, a nice hour long walk. It's very sunny. I walked for a mile today, so I I had a pretty good uh, outing while I was out. How about you, hey. Rhett? Were you active? Rhett is gone. I th- I think the I think the talk of the exercise was like, nope, I'm out. Like that's it. Took some food over to my grandparents, oh. and then uh, stayed stayed away from them <laughs> by doing so. But uh, giving some roast beef and some potatoes and some Aww, macaroni and nice. cheese. I made more mapo tofu, so I'm happy. Nice, <laughs> nice. That, that's good. I think at some time this week is going to be a spaghetti night. Yo, I got I got day. I got some angel hair ready to go. I just yeah. need I just need to, I, I just need to cook up a proper meat sauce, and we're good. Okay, Rhett is officially fucked because uh, Web Skype uh, fucked up and it doesn't unmute him when he muted. Whoops! We're figuring it. He'll figure it out. Fantastic. In the meantime, we'll all just (laughs) we'll all just be together, friends. Good vibes. Just be here. Nothing goes wrong in Skype ever. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see here. This podcast brought to you by Zoom. Hello. That's back. All's well. Okay, sorry. Right. I won't mute anymore because. Uh, okay. No farting starting now. I know that sometimes you like to get your happies um, <laughs> while we're recording. I know. We all do sometimes. And you gotta We've mute, all been there. And you got to mute to do that because, I, I mean, I don't want to get banned on Twitch for you ejaculating on stream. <laughs> that would be very unfortunate. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, don't it's tricky. It, the the, it's, the yeah. drug after the podcast yeah. game is tricky. We all understand that. Yes. Don't Just worry. remember, don't do it with We're a Sega Saturn controller in your hand. <laughs> Get something like an ASCII pad. <laughs> to my immediate virtual right. To my immediate virtual right. He's tapping out Morse code with a wooden nickel on the receiver <laughs> of his phone. It's Rhett. Hello. Hey. Hey, you can hear me this time. I Good. can hear you now. Hey. Hey, Rhett. Hey. Hey. I know. You're. You've been, I understand you've been going through a bit of a time in the, uh-huh. pa- in the past. I think we all have, the, the though. Past. Yeah, so. but I understand you in particular. You, oh. You've been... Oh, fuck. We're here to, we're here to lift one another up and, and get each other's spirits going. So, you know, I understand you've been going through a bit of a problem lately. You've got some, some, um, <laughs> some, uh, some of the old post-masturbation headaches, what I heard. Is that what I heard? Is that what you were telling yeah, me? Yeah, you heard right. Is that what you were telling me about at 1.30 in the morning Friday night? Is that you went to, you went to jack off and... Got the old, got the splitting, that thunderclap migraine headache. Okay, two, like, it was like exactly two weeks of quarantine. I drove it a little too hard. Just boom. <laughs> Had to hit the brakes. <laughs> drove it a little too hard. <laughs> that's such good. That's such good verbiage for. <laughs> Look, I thought I was crazy with the Daytona USA thing, but that's really good. Daytona, let's bust a nut. Let's bust a nut. <laughs> <laughs> Byron added us and said, 
that you can hurt your prostate going more than twice in a day, and that sounds like bullshit that to me. That sounds like that sounds, bullshit. It sounds like bullshit, Byron. Yeah. We're calling you out. I think Byron is just jealous everybody else is masturbating more than him, so he's trying to, like, lower the over... He's trying to flatten the curve in a different way by flattening your dick. <laughs> I think that means something different. <laughs> it, you know, you're... Hmm. Yep. <laughs> To my immediate virtual left, don't look to him for answers, because he ain't got a one. It's John Thayer. Hi. Hey. And that's not true. I have all the answers. <laughs> uh, you do not have uh, post-masturbation headaches currently, correct? Nope. Damn. Sorry, Rhett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, good. no, I'm good now. Oh, you're good now. You can, you can, you're, you are primed and ready to go now. It's, it's, it was just yep. a short-term thing. I remember the last time it happened. Well, for one, it happened right before a podcast. Which was bad. Which was bad. Um, And then I remember it lasting for like two weeks or something. No. Yeah, it was a long. It was a long time. I remember it lasting a week and a half or so. You were you were really bummed about it. Trust me, I remember these conversations. I can go back and dig them out of my DMs if you want. I think it happened around the same time as it happened to me for a couple days too. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know what what is this. I've never heard of this. The real pandemic. <laughs> Byron has some graham crackers to sell you. <laughs> oh, John, are you ready to do a podcast? Are you ready to, 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 to talk amongst your pals? Get get them Absolutely. good feels of going. Well, John, a, what if I'm I told... a wellspring of media opinions? <laughs> you're, huh? a, you're a wellspring of mediocre opinions. I left myself open for that one, I think. You absolutely did. But, John, I can cheer you right back up. Because, okay. Because guess what? What? We, we got ourselves a special guest today. We do. Somebody, I believe, you at one point probably maybe wanted to be romantically involved with. I don't know. I thought you two had a thing going for a while. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, game creator and leg aficionado, Jetstorm4. I uh, happily accept that title with um, dignity and grace. As you and, should. Uh, other things. Hi. Hey. It's been a. It's been a, not actually been that long since I've been on here. No, because you were literally just on our Marilyn Manson podcast for Mechanical Animals, which was yeah, very good. Was, Thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, that was a fun. That was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be on your uh, other show. Yeah, like we we had you on the B show. Now you get to be on the A show again. You were on. God, I can't remember the last time you were on. Was it the Oh October. my god! Was it? Well, I mean, like a full show. Like I was on there for the uh, for a little bit when you talked about I the Somnium yeah, Files. Yeah, um, uh, for like a half a you know like half of a show. But I think like the first full like the last full episode we had you on was like 2014 Majora's Mask. Was the was episode four Majora's Mask? Literally five oh, and boy. a half hours. Like, and I remember ducking out of that episode halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you ducked out. You 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 weren't talking to Zelda with us. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was I was like, I'm not doing this. I was it because that's still my favorite Zelda game. Uh, even replayed it between then then and now at one point, and still had a great time. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So so you're ready for a podcast, and and we 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 got you here for uh, for for other obvious reasons. Uh, which we, we're we're gonna we're, we're gonna at the end of the show, our, our boy Jetstorm Four. If you don't know, you want to give him the bit. You want to give him the good news. 
Um, I think we'll talk about that a little bit later if you want to. Okay. Um, I think we'll hold off for that for now. Okay, we will not give you the good news right now. So my uh, my guest will completely upset the flow that I had planned for my own <laughs> podcast, and I will therefore and I will therefore never have him on the podcast again. Uh-huh. Uh, enjoy your last appearance. Ouch! The guillotine. I the mean, guillotine is clapping right at the end of the show. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, we can give them the good news. If you want to, it's no. called a plug. It's. <laughs> I know it is a plug. Um, you are bad at this. <laughs> I am very Tom. Very... Tom, let's talk about your game right now before people get bored of our bullshit and then tune out. <laughs> we're gonna do the uh, we're, we're gonna do the thing at the end where we talk in depth about it. But I was just saying, as a thing you've been up to. You probably, that's probably a big one, Jetstorm 4 slash Tom. Did we have this exact one. conversation when he released Moon? I'm I feel like pretty goddamn sure. Probably. I'm you very bad wor- at this. You are your worst <laughs> marketing, I swear to Christ. I just, I'm going to pop a link down in that chat. Please. Yeah, you go ahead. So I have been working on this game for a long time now. Give us numbers. And- I did finally finish it. Uh, it is called Silas. Uh, you can download it at jetstorm4.itch.io slash Silas mm-hmm. and give it a playthrough. It is a uh, full RPG, basically, I can say. It's very long. Uh, we'll talk a, we'll we'll talk talk a little bit more later. about it, I think, at the end. But, yeah. yeah. So, other than the big news, other than you finally having your baby, <laughs> that's right. Um, what else has Jetstorm 4 been up to? And feel free to pass it on to whoever once you're done talking. Like, you, you, like right. we do it freeform around here. No rules. Do it to, pass it to well, me. I really I only have two. I really only have two things I've really been doing mm-hmm. um, since. Well, okay, you know what? Three. I will talk about one other game then. Tell you what. Spread it out. Um, spread it out. Talk about yeah, one. I'll pass I'll it on. Spread it out a little bit. There you go. Give it a little bit of time. There you go. Um, I guess I'll first talk about the uh, RPG Maker game that I've been playing. You play RPG Maker games? I oh. do play RPG Maker games. Interesting. Um, once in a while. I've actually been kind of in a rut myself. I've not gotten anything good out of the uh, the triple, you know, any of the <laughs> normal release scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been uh, I've been perusing different various games of uh, RPG Maker. I'll just talk about one of them that I really like so far. It's mm-hmm. called Forever Home. Oh. Um, it is a it is a full on RPG that somebody made uh, mm-hmm. in the course of like eight or so years. Uh, looks from what I saw Ooh. of there, it is an RPG Maker VX Ace game. Oh wow! Oh, I love that one. Yeah, VX Ace has a really neat style. MV is kind of a, a is kind of a uh, upscaled version of yeah of VX Ace's mm-hmm. style. Uh, there's a lot of similar graphic resources, of course, and this this uh, game is using a lot of the it's using some RTP, but it's using a lot of his uh, Creator's Own original stuff, looks like it, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he had other people working on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a full-on traditional uh, RPG. Nice. Uh, it's, I'm about eight hours in of it myself, actually. What's it about? Um, it is about a, uh, it's about a world that has been torn by various wars and um, two kids who whose uh, home village is destroyed by just one random massacre um, by one of the uh, imposing generals named General Barkless, uh, who uh, basically is ravaging the land for his own whims. We don't exactly know why why yet Hmm. uh, throughout. It might be pretty boring. It might be pretty interesting. Um, 
We'll find out, I guess. Right, right. This game's um, pretty. Yes, I'm the, looking the, at it now. It's very freaking pretty. Yeah, it's a very pretty game, and I, I like the use of the uh, I like the use of the lighting at least, and the simplicity of the use of the RPG Maker standard graphics for some of the stuff, and also for not. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like Helen's um, Mysterious Castle does that. Like where like there yeah. are there are some clear custom assets, but a lot of it is RTP. Yeah. Uh, the game actually starts out with a really good, uh, a really good media res opening. That's just like probably one of the best. Nice. Of Those are always uh, my jam. Those are always uh, my jam. Look, it starts off with the main with the main character Zeros, uh, him at level fifty, mm-hmm. <laughs> along, with, <laughs> along with two other characters that we know nothing about. Nice. Uh, and the planet's been destroyed. <laughs> oh man. The, planet's been straight up uh and everyone is going and and uh, everything is going bonkers uh what they seem as former allies are now their enemies attacking them uh saying the world is doomed mm-hmm. uh nothing nothing's good um it's a really good cold open i and I, i'm pretty sure the game is gonna be about preventing that nice <laughs> um from what it seems to be because the main character is also getting visions of a uh Someone from apparently from the future telling him how to stop something. Oh, so he's basically got Monado vision. He's got something going on there. It's <laughs> it's not quite the same, but he's definitely getting visions from the future, saying just that this needs to not happen. Right. And uh, we'll we'll see what exactly. We don't quite know what involves there yet, but um, I'm about eight hours in. I got stuck on a boss today. Uh, that's a big plan. The bosses in this game are fantastic. Nice. Um, they've got. Uh, the game's battle system is uh, very similar to... Uh, it, it's ATB, but not. Mm. Uh, so I'd say it's more like a Grandia. Okay. Interesting. Because that sounds custom, because the... Um, at least with some custom scripts, because that's not the default yes, for VHS. It, it is custom. Um, oh. It is pretty custom. Uh, but the... Um, whenever a character's stamina bar is, you know, is filled, mm-hmm. uh, time will stop and allow you to just make a selection for that character, and then they'll do the... Act- do the action. That's that's kind of the battle system I'm playing with in MV right now, uh, and it's also yeah, very nice. it's it's Labyrinth of Toho as well, where it's got the you got the ATB bar and everybody's got a certain speed that affects that ATB bar, and once they once they hit their turn pops and they get to take it immediately. Yeah, right. that, that's a, that's a cool and fun. That, I think that's called standard turn battle STB. Is, it, is that what they're calling standard turn yeah, battle? Yeah, okay. um, Yonfly. There, there's a Yonfly script for STB in uh, MV there that are I picked up. Th- uh, of uh, I know the on-fly scripts. There are three basic. There are like four basic turn-based battles you could do. Yeah. Uh, one is the standard, like you said. There. Um, we'll talk a little more about that. I think later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a nice system because when you're because ATB is silly because you're rushing to make menu choices. Yeah. Yeah. And then standard Dragon Quest, um, and then everything in that style. Everybody is. You have to make everybody's turns, and then you just kind of are passively watching yeah, things yeah. unfold. So mm-hmm. doing the Grandia thing, and then a lot of stuff that's in that style, you are. At, it's more like you get to constantly be making choices yeah. without it being actually like actiony. Yeah, I definitely prefer that style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a lot of other neat things the system does as well. Um, so this game, so this game uses a uh, magic MP and also uses TP mm-hmm. for like skills and uh, then magic. Okay. Magic has a really high cost but really effective use, mm. uh, but can okay. also be charged. Some characters can charge their magic with TP. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one character I know who there's one character in the game who doesn't have TP at all. He only has MP. 
Uh, but he has a higher MP count than oh, everybody else. Cool, cool. Good balance. Um, and his skills all increase his MP. Mm. He has charge. His charge skill increases MP. While everybody else's charge increases their TP. Their TP. Okay. Yeah. I've I've actually um, kind of made a system like that similar in MV as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I was like, oh, I made that too. I made that. I thought that was. I thought I was being really original. <laughs> I thought I was. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty clever. That's pretty clever. Um, the other thing that the system does is that some attacks have to be charged and some attacks have a cooldown. Mm. So some attacks have to charge for like one turn before you can use them. Mm. Uh, from in battle, you know, in battle, like you can't select the skill until one turn until has passed one in turn battle. Has yeah, that's cool. <laughs> right, and then other ter- other attacks once you use them, you have to wait a, uh, like a, for a cooldown to use yeah. them again, like turn or two turns uh, to do so. So it's a neat it's a neat way to balance that the systems. Yeah. Um, this game has a probably a few too many systems for like an RP. I, I understand why this took a while because has a few too many systems i think there's mm-hmm. the skill learning system which is just you know exchanging it you know like skill points to learn skills mm-hmm. uh there's also a material like system oh no that affects stats and does affect some skills it doesn't seem like it's too much yet mm-hmm. um i know the summons are linked to it but that's about it yet that i haven't seen it's it's really easy to go overboard like that it's a a bit easy to go overboard with it but i I think so from what it's doing so far Mm. i'm okay with it that's fine yeah it's a it's a completed game i i'm not gonna be like uh, it's too much now because he's the person's completed it i i think it's i think it's fair enough to say it it, it seems like did not kill it right uh because it looks like they did take some idea you know they did use some ideas like you know using the rtp and everything too for Mm. a lot of resources um so uh, the other thing as well is that enemies do sometimes move a little bit in battle, and some skills are AOE. Oh. Uh, so okay. if enemies are close together, kind of like kind of like how Chrono Trigger works. Yeah. Uh, where some enemies move a little bit, if you wait for an enemy to move, you can hit them with, with the AOE spell, like the lightning spell is yeah. an AOE that hits targets around them. Uh, Slash has a hammer attack, a fire hammer attack mm-hmm. that um, hits for an area, and there are some skills that whenever. Um, Whenever you hit an enemy with an elemental attack, it leaves them with an elemental state of the last hit was a fire move. Mm-hmm. There's some skills that do more, like 250% more damage if you hit them with another, el- if they're hit with an element after a certain move. Oh, that's that's cool and clever. It's like the two main, char- the two main characters, uh, Zerus and Enna. Um, uh, Enna has a, has a wind sword that mm-hmm. increases in power if it, the person was hit with a lightning strike mm-hmm. or a lightning attack first. And Zeros has a skill where if the if they're hit with a wind attack, uh, then the, his lightning skill will do more damage. Right, right, right. There's a couple of neat things like that, and then bosses decide to uh, hit you hard. Uh-huh. They, they they play within those systems as well. I would assume <laughs> they they play within all those systems so far, and it's been pretty good. It's That's been pretty cool. pretty darn good. Um, I can really say so far with it since I'm only about eight hours in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's claiming thirty hours for gameplay. Woo! We'll find out if that's true. It's uh, longer than mine, but That's you know that, that is two. That is two Tom RPGs. <laughs> That's two Tom RPGs. Uh, we'll see how long that actually is, because you know that could be with everything. That could be with yeah, everything. That could be like a one hundred percent kind of playthrough. Yeah. And... Yeah. So far, so good. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think it moves at a pretty quick pace. Uh, battles are not random, but they do kind of happen as events. They're kind of neat. That's cool. And um, yeah, so far flows pretty well. Nice. Um. So far, it's my recommendation for RPG Maker games that you should play. 
definitely going to probably put it on my list. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, So I think from here, I'll throw it over to somebody else. Uh, Who wants it? I do. John wants it. Of course John John really wants it, Polly. Why doesn't John want it? Of course. I will throw the stick to John. John needs it. (gasps) So. So. Punch-Out's really hard. (laughs) No, John, come on. Come on. He's playing on... really hard. Oh, Punch-Out. Yeah, Rhett, yeah, Rhett. Well, you don't have a CRT. Let's just, you know, emulation and uh, or what, 3DS. I don't know how much emulation is not kind to punch out. Yeah. So 3DS, 3DS emulation, at least, I think runs at like 240p. So I think you might be getting better results with mm. the 3DS. Mm. <sighs> that is just so hard. <laughs> I was just like, okay. We'll get. We'll just chew through this old NES game real quick. <laughs> um, you know, I expect the final boss to be hard, but you know, it's one minute and a half fight, <laughs> um, real time, not the in-game. Um, I can get through that at the end, and then Surely. I'll just easily chew through the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But the you know, rest you know, of John... the game is really hard. Okay, where was your first? Okay, where was your first brick wall? I have to know. Um. Well, the I got to um the uh, the tiger guy um mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. the one where i could never beat as a kid that's where we had it on wii virtual console and uh, i got up to the tiger guy and i get stuck right and this time i spent like an hour and then i learned him mm-hmm. and i was like oh okay this is cool i, I get it now I, I realized i could block his um his super attack and then that would leave him open yeah um, i tried to figure out all the fights myself for a long time that didn't last forever oh uh, <laughs> um See, I, like, I, I was very purposefully yeah. not offering advice because I, I wasn't sure if you wanted advice or not. Because, like, I know a lot of the ins and outs of pretty much every fight in the game, but I just didn't Oh, don't to... worry, Molly. Yeah. I've, been, I've been doing plenty of research and uh, Google. Uh, as of now. <laughs> oh, Sean. Half the yeah, time you're like, please, no spoilers. No spoilers, please. Yeah, that's what I was like. like... At, that's what I was at the start when I was young and naive <laughs> and innocent. And I thought that this would be a normal game for humans. <laughs> Um, well, because you know NES games are known for being so easy. Punch Out but isn't known. This is a Nintendo like game. Look, Punch man. Out. Look, if somebody can beat this game blindfolded, it's a piss baby game, right? People can beat it blindfolded. Come on, they can beat it blindfolded. It's nothing. Also, There's Nintendo a... back then also released Mario Two in Japan and Mario Three's no slouch either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's. But this isn't, like, known as a hell game. Mike I mean, Tyson Mike Tyson is definitely is. Mike Tyson is, no, is a known hell. Um, I can think of yeah. one. I can think of two other boxers in that game that are known as known hell and that basically killed everybody's runs. Okay. Uh, well, my read, I had the same argument, argument in the Discord when someone was like, actually, I think it is. I think people know it, think it's really hard. I think you're just stupid and you didn't know. Wow. Um my understanding for a long time was never that this game was really, really murder hard. Um, I thought it was, I thought just it had a really hard final boss. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I can deal with one hard final boss and then I'll just play the rest of the game. Right, right. Well, then I got to Ball Bull. Oh, <laughs> man, come on. Like, I just, I was literally eight years old and I knew what to do. And I was like, this was like the first couple nights. I was like, oh, man, this is much harder than I thought than I thought this was going to be. This is only this. How many fights are there? Oh, man. Okay. 
And then I learned that, and then I was able to get through the first, like, half of the game, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm going to be able to get through the rest of this. And then I had a really hard time with Fist and Honda 2. Ooh. And I was like, oh. Fist and Honda 2 is really hard. He so actually, I, yeah, he's, he's a suitable upgrade, as is Don Flamenco yeah. 2. Don Flamenco 2 is a pretty good upgrade to that first one. Yeah, Don Flamingo 1 is trivial, but then Don Flamingo 2 is like... Don Flamingo 2, he's, it's mostly easy to dodge him, but it's just that he, he doesn't have as many like places his t- openings. Yeah. So I, that's the only one where I would um It requires a lot more patience than the first one. Yeah. Um. So, like, I thought Bald Bull was going to be like, okay, this is the, the hard end of the first chunk of the game. Now we're going to have some cooldown fights. Mm-hmm. And then I had Piston Honda 2 and then Soda Popinski. And I was just like, yeah. Soda Popinski oh. is the first hell wall most people I know get to. Yeah, Soda Popinski. Like I had a hard time with the two fights before that, but Soda Popinski is when I started tweeting, "Punch Out is a hell game." <laughs> why didn't people? T- why didn't people tell me that Punch Out was a hell game? <laughs> I didn't know this. I like I quarter fed through arcade fighters much faster than this game that I've, and I still haven't beaten it using save states to practice it. Well, um, now, John, you have no. Now you have the world of Punch Out to you. You've now seen how good Punch Out is. Now you have to do the arcade games. Like yeah. I think that the more like like if you move like you move on to Super Punch Out and Punch Out on Wii, which if you want, I'll let you borrow my copy. Um, oh, thank you. Um, you well, if you move on to those games, I think you'll notice that like they're kind of built a little more around being less of hell games and kind of like they feel more strategic. I figured, they feel, but I wanted to beat the NES game. Well, I, I think you should yeah. absolutely beat the NES game first. So I know Super Punch Out, Punch Out Wii. They both seem great. Mm-hmm. Want to beat this one first? I really like the Wii game. The Wii game is super good. It's very cool and pretty. I thought it was pretty forever. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always looked at Punch-Out from the outside. Like, that just seems like a good series. Like, they just did a good Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's not and a dud. Is. There's not a dud. That's, that's amazing. That's a that's a really... Especially for a company that, like, will suck franchises dry. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That Punch-Out has just stayed, like, consistently a good, nice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the other takeaway. after Once I was at Soda by Minsky, it was just like, oh, this game is fucking great. Yeah. Um, this game is really well animated. It feels great. There's a lot of drama to it. There's a lot of drama. Um, There's so much character in a game. I, yeah. that I love the character. Yeah, I, stereotypes be damned. Stereotypes <laughs> be damned. Let's be honest. You got, you got to kind of put that out there. But yeah. I, like when you look at the amount of character and expression in that game for such an early NES game. 1987. It is nuts how much it's character they packed into that. It's just mind-blowing. I read, I, read some, the, I read some technical docs on how they did the sprite work and stuff, and it's just really, nice. really... Like, they had to take a lot of shortcuts, because the NES cannot natively do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's gorgeous. And then the choice to make Little Mac really small, yes. instead of being, like, a weird wireframe. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good choice. Yeah. And a Punch-Out! Um, and R&D it just gives them more character, right? too. What? Punch-Out's an R&D 3 game, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, that, that explains why it's technically... Yeah. Awesome. Because <laughs> they, they always kind of technically push the boundaries with R and D three uh product projects. Yeah, the R and D three pro they're more uh the more technically minded what stuff like the uh, was Pilot Wings or is that a uh, um, I think Pilot Wings was that R and D four? I mean I I don't remember all of these. Okay, I was thinking of R and D one. God, I don't know the others. R and D one is one I know R and D one is the um the Gunpei Yokoi one. Yeah. So I was like, Oh yeah, that's I love that, but no. Um, but yeah, this, 
So it's great. Mm-hmm. We can all accept that. Say that it's yeah. fucking great. Punch out rules. I'm glad to. I'm really enjoying it viscerally. I spent like it was like a good twelve or thirteen hours of just like all my free time. I was playing Punch Out. That's really um, a long over time. Over several days, mm-hmm. like it's. It was maybe if it was more like eight or nine, but it felt it was a beefy amount of time to be playing a ton of Punch Out. Yeah. Um, Soda is really hard, and then after that, you fight Bald Bull again. Like, like Soda Popinski, Bald Bull Two, and Mr. Sandman. Like, yeah. That is such a good run of really tightly constructed yeah. boss fights. They're very good and very tightly constructed, and Mr. Sandman is probably the most fun I've had with the game. Oh god, actually... he's so good. Because I actually got to a point where I could beat him consistently. Yeah. Um, and I was, and it was so satisfying getting there. That was also the point where I started cheating a lot. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. And go looking up stuff online. Mm. Um, because Mr. Sandman is just like punching the dick of a boss. Yeah. It's hard. He changes, he changes up what yeah. you're used to because you can't just, like, go all one type of punch on him. You have to punch him in the face, then go for the body blows, or you can't really do damage to him. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot about Mr. Sandman that's yeah. really hard. It's a pretty complicated fight. That I mean, like, that and, and obviously Super Macho Man is also a mm-hmm. very, very technical and difficult fight. Mr. Mm-hmm. Sam is like the also the, like the greatest boxer name I can think of. Like that's a fantastic name. Yes, mm-hmm. one so of my good. favorite. I'm sending you to dream my character design of <laughs> my favorite the, Punch Out love, character design is Mr. Sandman. I love all the boxers that have the Ganon laugh. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ganon laugh in Zelda too. Yeah, I love yes, that the Sandman. Laughter. I love that Sandman is the final boss of the Wii game. I'm excited to see how that goes down. It's pretty good. <laughs> I only have experience with the Wii game, and San- yeah, Sandman and Super Macho Man were fucking nightmares Ooh, for me. They are hard. That super intimidating fight. Yep. Still, just overall, that that Wii game just looks fantastic. Just it's so like good. It has a feel to it. It's it's very decidedly different uh, feeling from uh, Super Punch yeah. Out and Punch Out on NES, mm-hmm. but. Like, there's just the right amount of weight they added to it, but it's a game where um, I watched a making of documentary on it that kind of studied oh, nice. all of the that studied all of the animations and stuff, and mm-hmm. like everything is made to where it's just like it's made to have a natural flow and feel to it. But if they needed something to be exaggerated to really feel real punchy, like they would go out of their way to exaggerate the animation at certain frames oh, that maybe yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah, have. yeah, and it's. It's really smart. Like Little Mac's, how subdued Little Mac is versus to the uh, the boxes that you're fighting. Yes, yes. Because you don't want Little Mac in that game. You don't want Little Mac to do much except for the star punch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want that to. You want that. Yeah, to you don't. Big, you but, don't have to look uh, at him. Else. You're looking at the, the enemy. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Sandman was very hard. Yes, Sandman <laughs> is very. He's a very hard boss. So Sandman and Super Macho Man were also the point where the game hit a it hit a point where dodging attacks, certain attacks, they would all have these certain attacks where dodging them became impossible. Oh no. Yeah. Where it was just like there is a quarter of a quarter second of a frame of this wind up mm-hmm. and then yeah. super attack, instant knockout attack get ready and for a little while the way i was managing that was well if i kind of time it if i start dodging continuously after this attack (laughs) with this rhythm it'll usually work out so that i can 
dodge the Dreamland Express. Yeah. I can dodge this punch. Um, and that was able to get me through the fights, including um, through playing it continuously. So I, I've been at everything to the point where I can do it with passwords, basically. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that doesn't cut... They don't have passwords for every boss. No, so I wanted that every part circuit. to be legit. It's like every three or four bosses. Yeah, it's every uh, circuit. There's, like, there's five. Like every the, it's um, Piston Honda 2 through Mr. Sandman is one password. Yeah. Huh. Oh, okay. Um, but I, and I did that. I beat Sandman at the end of a, a gauntlet, and I felt very proud of myself. Nice. Um, and then I got to I got to Mr. Dream. Hey. <laughs> I got to Mr. Dream. Hey, it's stupid that they named the super renamed the super boss when they replaced yeah. him with Ice, and they named him Mr. Dream when they already have Mr. Mr. Sandman. Sandman yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sleep and nightmares and dreams. Come on. Yeah. Get it together. I have. I have both releases on cart. I do too. Yeah, I, I have the Mike Tyson one boxed. That's the one. Yeah, I keep that boxed. I keep that in storage. Yep. I got that uh, one too. Actually, I, <laughs> this I, think is why I, I, I have the box. I think the cart right now is in my NES. So nice, <laughs> nice. Like, I, I keep Punch Out. Yeah. There for a C, with the CRT hooked up. <laughs> yeah. Good that, for that's you. the real way to play Good this. Good for y'all. You all get to play on the original <laughs> hardware with the original TV. With I'm a CRT. So yeah, I've got a CRT that I play that game on. So yeah. Good. For you all. I'm so happy for you. It's okay, this John. This is why I it have, killed me. I have John a Super Green T hooked Sorry. up with the uh, HD, so we're all good. Okay. <laughs> I don't need the original hardware for everything. Okay. Rat, what are you going to say? John saying, oh yeah, I played this as a kid too. On the Wii Virtual Console, and I'm just like, oh! Yeah, yeah, y'all are old, we know. <laughs> we're uh, very old. And so I've, I've just been pecking at Tyson. Mm-hmm last like week or so yeah. yeah he's hard and and i was just like after like really being into it and now i was just like instantly demoralized <laughs> it just first sucked the 90, life out of me. it's the first 90 seconds he yeah. can punch he can i'm punch aware out, right? <laughs> yeah. i know after the first 90 seconds he stops doing the insta kill punches oh was... so they just get through it and then it's easy that's what i thought I thought if I just got through, learned that or got through that, <laughs> then it would be easy street. But no, it's not easy street. I watched a step-by-step tutorial on go do this, 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 this. How you can knock them out in the second round safely. Da 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 da. And then I just go to do it, and then it doesn't work. And I'm just like, <laughs> cool, awesome. Oh, I just had to hit mm. that like right on the frame. I guess. Never mind. It's I, cool. All I've got to do is literally yeah. play frame perfect for a minute and a half. Yeah. No big deal. I don't know how many frames there are for doing that. Those dodges. Those I, mean, dodges I know it's are th- two to three frames. I think they're ridiculous. <laughs> Just to do the dodge. Yeah. Right. Because it's very little time. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's ve- like those Tyson punches are ridiculous. Like the, they come out at two and two or two or three frames. God, that sounds right. All right. Well, that's yeah. that's about as strict as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. See, this is where I think like any any input delay from the 3ds versus yeah. the original game just starts to kill you yeah. these last couple bosses but especially tyson i think it's possible because again there i've gotten like 40 second stretches where i just dodged all of them it's and definitely it's just... possible i have friends that go to barcades and regularly beat this game on lcds so i know that that's... this is possible okay that's great um, <laughs> good fucking for them all right i'm happy because if it's like that is a little nice to hear. It's nice that there. It's nice to know that there's hope. <laughs> yeah, Rhett? 
I just wonder though, is it like are they seeing a punch coming and dodging in like two or three frames, or are they like just having the sense to predict it and dodge no, before you can't. he actually? There's no, there's no sense. It's random. Red. Yeah, that's I know. That's what's crazy. Yeah, there's you can't. Literally, that was the the tutorial video. It was like you cannot anticipate these punches. Yeah, if but then how the fuck people it, have beaten this game blindfolded? How? That that's a different thing. That's a, we're, we're not the sound cue here. There's a whole no. There's a whole different thing for that. It's 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 like weird next level meta. It's like dodging it in such a way that you can then dodge the other delay if you react in time to the sound cue. If there's a punch, then you know to dodge again. It's like it's it's a really weird next level thing, and it doesn't make it easy. And it's not easier than dodging them. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. but you literally just have to get into a zone where you just keep your body from anticipating and only react, and then every single time. Like I, I know when I do it right because the punch hits like the second it, it feels like it should connect, and then like one frame later, Little Mac is dodging. Yeah, it, oh. and it's so tight. Oh God, uh, Tango's got a, a brilliant point. Like, remember how people found out that the audience animations act as cues like a year or two ago? Yeah. That, that was, was crazy. What? Like that one was... guy blinks as Bulbul charges or yeah, something. Yeah, that's insane. just insane. The, the, the camera flash from Bulbul charges. That's how I look at it now, and I'm like, yeah. oh wow, that's exactly what happens. I just kind of counted in my head now. Like I learned, like when I was eight years old, I just I just counted it. Like I can hear I can hear him charging me in my head, and I know exactly when to press <laughs> the button to knock him out of it. Yeah, I, le- I learned that one pretty well. Um, that's a tight window, but that was, I learned that that was like normal mm-hmm. hard video game. Yeah. It was after that that it progressed into hell game. <laughs> uh, so so that's my that was my punch out journey is that it's not just that Mike Tyson is hard. No. That's what everybody says. The reality mm-hmm. is that Punch Out is murderously hard the whole time, especially <laughs> in the back half. And it's I think it's like Super Mario Brothers one mm-hmm. where like you nobody like talks about that facet of it how it's actually like Look, extremely hard yeah. <laughs> like okay to give you an idea of how hard this game is i watched uh, i your pie and spike vegeta play that game almost blind um mm-hmm. punch out i watched them play it almost blind this past uh march and they had eight hours to get as far as they could and i don't think anybody got past like bald bull two i think somebody oh. got to sandman once God. So I imagine they're playing it like and on NES or something. A, and they're playing it on. They're not playing not it on original safe. hardware. They were playing on uh, uh, Wii Virtual Console, I believe. But not safe state uh, practicing. Is right, what I was right. Thinking. Not safe stating. No password. Well, you could use a password if you earned it. Uh, but that was yeah. it. That was my. That was my arc. With, with that, that's what let me get through it a lot faster. Is that I was able to do the safe state yeah, practicing. Yeah. Um, but even then, still like. This this is a game that was meant to be played for six months. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. that's that's sort of a thing that like, not to go off tangent here, but to kind of the way people are treating Animal Crossing right now is that like, oh, they want to min max and do everything now. Whereas I think like going into Punch Out and wanting to beat it in one sitting fresh, you're out of your <laughs> mind. And I think that like not gonna happen. Yeah, like, and I think that you know like that kind of way of looking at how people are approaching Animal Crossing right now is just kind of like. Y'all are ruining the game for yourself. Like you're putting impossible expectations on yourself if you're going into Mike Tyson's Punch Out thinking you're going to beat it in one setting. Uh, and I think that the way people are playing uh, Animal Crossing is kind of analogous to that in a way. I, I think it's I am more laughing than just every Animal single Crossing. Time. Why are you laughing every single time? Because 
just you're comparing this hard video game to you know a lifestyle game. It's just well, it's it's, it's it's a matter of expectation. Yeah. That's really what I'm going for here. It's not that the games have anything intri- intrinsically that make them similar to one another. It's just the fact that it's it's expectation and what you expect going in and how you can like I, I want my thing now and like you know you're not going mm-hmm. to beat Mike Tyson right now. No, you don't mm-hmm. get you don't get Froggy Chair ever, unfortunately. <laughs> I think it's. I think I do agree with you, Polly, on that. Yeah. Um, I think it's more than just those two games. I think it's more than just Animal Crossing, even. Yeah. I think it's for way, way more games. Like people just kind of like that. they want to pump and dump everything these days. Like, mm-hmm. like, like buying something like Final Fantasy VII Remake and then just like crying that it's only thirty-seven hours. But like, oh my, oh my god, that shit is insane. But you're literally just like you're just barreling through it. You're not actually taking time to enjoy anything. I'm, I'm giving that one a little bit of time. I'm, I'm gonna be giving that one a little bit. Of yeah, time like myself. I'm gonna give that one some love. Like I've been waiting a very long time to see what they could do with a potential Final Fantasy VII remake. And I'm sorry to have taken a tangent here, but <laughs> I think oh, that no, I think it's fine. Yeah, but but I think that like going into Mike Tyson's punch out and, and expecting that you're going to come out, you know, on top in, in any reasonable matter of time. Yeah, it's an, it's arcade, an arcade style game. game. Yeah, like this is this is part of the Nintendo versus series, which is. A series of NES games that were so hard that they actually just made them arcade games too. So yeah, like that's that's my thing is like there's there's hard games and we're we've all played a bunch of hard games and yeah. then there's that arcade hard where yeah. it's the the expectations are different. It's it's a little more mean you learn you learn over the course of months and months and months usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why Life Force seemed impossibly hard compared to every other game yeah. I play because it's an arcade game. Um, and you just have to adjust your expectations for that. Um, but yeah, that's that's just kind of what I wanted to communicate is that Mike Tyson is that Punch Out is arcade hard and it's yeah. very tough. And I'm going to feel very rewarded when I beat Tyson. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to practice for my save state and learn how to beat him consistently from the 90 second mark. And then I'm just going to bash my skull into him until I get past <laughs> the 90 seconds and then miraculously manage to pull off a run. That's that's awesome. Do you, do you, do you, where do you see yourself going on your punch out journey? Do you think you're going to continue with Super Punch Out, or do you think you're going to oh, let sure. that? Let I mean, that, probably not. Not, not immediately. Right away, not immediately. I think. Yeah, you're going so hard on this one. I, I, I really, really like Super one. Punch. Super I Punch really Out like is great. Out. And it's not as hard as Mike Tyson's Punch Out. So yeah, that's that's the release. That's yeah. the relief is knowing like if I do this one, then I'm good. Yeah. Uh, so, for all the others. The, the the two final bosses of uh, Super Punch Out, I finally got their pun like years later. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Bruce Brothers. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, I feel, I feel nothing but warmth knowing that I have Super Punch Out and Punch Out Wii in the future because awesome. they both look lovely. Yeah, they're great. Uh, they're great. I'm probably not gonna play the arcade games because I think the arcade game is a little ugly. They're a little. I don't. I have played them. I've only beaten the first one, but I, I don't think they're super great. I think that what eventually they became is, is kind of yeah. like, it's great that they are the seed. They are the seed for what created that fantastic NES game. Exactly. That's kind of where I was looking at. Like, oh, okay, I see how this, I see how this morphed into something that I, I, I think just the choice, just the visual choices, like the, the wireframes on how little Mac is mm. just like this ugly old man. Yeah. <laughs> It's real weird. It's real weird. It kind of lacks a bit of that charm. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it does. Ha- it does have vodka drunkinski. It, 
it has a like, all all the bosses really come from the, those games. Yeah, it's they great. do. Yeah. They're still from them. It's just they got got they got scaled down a bit. It has bear hugger. Bear, yeah, even Bear Hugger in in uh, the second Punch Out arcade hey, game is in is the second boss of the yeah. Super Punch Out. Yeah, they, they, yeah, this boss is John. You haven't met yet for, for a Punch Out. Yeah, you're gonna love them. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. They're good. They're good. But yeah, Punch Out rules. That's my that's my item for now. Cool. Rat. Hey, what have you been up to? Everything. Oh, good. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, it's been a weird couple weeks here, because... Uh, yeah. Things. Uh-huh. Um, you're you're saying that there's a reason things might be awkward and weird for you right now? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so basically, I've been bouncing between a ton of different things, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. not sticking to, very well to anything. Ah, uh, yeah. Just... Just really kind of not in a great place mentally. I know the feel. I know the feel. Then, Sometimes yeah. shit just, like... It's hard to kind of want to be entertained when the world around you yeah. is literally falling apart. And just trying to be like, I'm going to plow through my backlog. I'm going to finish video games and being like, oh, this is such a shitty mindset to go into them. Yeah, with. it's a checklist and that's not fun. So it became a yeah. checklist and then like I started a couple games and was like, I hate this. And then immediately <laughs> <Yay>! dropped them. <laughs> so then... You know, and then starting anime, getting like three episodes in, and then jumping to something that was very, very scattered mind is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. And then there was one game that I truly didn't expect to be the one that stuck. I played through Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Oh, this looks <laughs> hey, so hey, Rhett. dope! Hey, Rhett? Yeah? So, um, I... I'm gonna tell you right now, I've been playing through Ukulele. Oh, the nice. first one? Oh, no. I'm the original. The first one, actually. I was about oh, to Lord. We'll talk about that next. Is that our surprise later? <laughs> that's a surprise later. Oh, Lord, I can't wait to hear about this. Oh, that's oh, that's going to be interesting. So I have never played the first game. I have it on Twitch or something. Mm-hmm. I think they gave it out. I'm not particularly interested in playing the first one, but maybe <laughs> you'll change my mind. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I decided to start with the second one, which is... So the first one was a 3D platformer. People didn't like it. I wasn't very interested in it. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't like Banjo-Kazooie yeah, to begin I with. Yeah, I hated Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> so when they're like... Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> so for the second one, they were like, okay, let's uh, let's keep the things a little simpler. We're doing a 2D side view pl- f- platformer this time. And they just made Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> yeah. Because, hey, it's looks, rare. They I also made that. kind of really want this game, too. But this, this game, game has, really but, but Brad, give him, like, the setup. This game has got an incredible setup. So I didn't even know the setup until you told me, like, a few months ago mm-hmm. about... So it's called Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. And it actually lives up to that name because... You know how in uh, the new Zelda, Breath of the Wild... You pr- yes. can pretty much go to Ganon's castle right away and die. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just there. It is there the whole time. Hey, defeat Ganon. So in this game, you have one brief tutorial there, and then the second level is the impossible lair. And you will die almost immediately, because <laughs> it's very difficult. So the entire rest of the game is basically doing, you know, the regular levels. And at the end of each one, you get a B. And then when you go back to the impossible lair... Each B will give you one additional, you know, hit point in order to try to get through the impossible there. Hmm. And there's like 48 in the entire game. So they're expecting you to have quite the beefy health bar by the time you actually go to challenge the impossible there. 
Cool. Because it is it is difficult enough to warrant you needing forty eight extra hits of damage. This which is, is the <laughs> coolest fucking setup. I swear, it's a I good love setup. it. I, I like the setup too. Like this is like that um, yeah. setup where um there was that game uh, the end is an eye uh, by Edmund mm. McMillan where like throughout the first half of the game oh, you're collecting yeah. you're collecting tumors and within the big twist is when you get to the second half of the game the number of tumors you got is uh, the number of lives you have to beat it. <laughs> like oh, that wow. is just an insanely good twist. It's an insanely good twist, but then I was like, oh, this got way too hard all of a sudden. Yeah, that <laughs> game was just a little too hard for me. Like I can't yeah. with it. Because the whole thing was with Meepo was like, hey, you know, it's very hard, but you have unlimited lives. And then for that game to pull that twist of like, there's lives now, sucker. I was like, oh, like, fuck. I loved that twist, but like that was like a moment where I'm not beating this game. <laughs> yeah, basically. So Ukulele and Impossible Lair. It's just they made something that kind of takes the DNA of Donkey Kong Country and kind of, I feel kind of makes it its own thing. Mm -hmm. Where like you have the role. And you can roll off mm -hmm. a ledge and jump a few frames later. Nice. That always feels it's good. Very, awesome. Okay. It's very good, but it's very... It's just kind of using that framework, but I think overall it's actually a much slower game than mm -hmm. Donkey Kong Country tends yeah. to be. Yeah, okay. And there aren't... there. There is a barrel equivalent, and they almost never use it, which I think is oh. good restraint. Yeah, like because it would be okay. easy to fall back on old habits like yeah. that. Because I've played Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, mm -hmm. and I think they maybe lean on that stuff way too much at times. Because mm. it just becomes, like, not rhythm game, but, like, you know, just... It's not really being a platform. It's just like, hey, hit the button at the right hit time. Hit the button at the right time. Or when you hit, like, large swaths of automated barrels that just keep shooting you, which is, like, the thing people, oh, yeah. com people complain about. sections of, like... Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 that feel really good with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I haven't it, played those games in forever, so... Oh. DKC 2 is worth the revisit. I'll say that. Yeah. I yeah. replayed that a couple years ago, and it was a damn good time. I replay yeah, DKC 1 a lot. Hmm. Cool. And uh, DKC 2... Uh, actually, I replayed DKC 3. I like, don't like 3 at all. <laughs> I like it more. I, I like it more than I used to. Mm. That's... That's neither here or there, though. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't really have the context of how this stacks up to those original games, mm -hmm. but I think I think it actually holds up pretty would would hold up pretty well. Mm. Nice. I did not know it was a two D platformer. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is why it immediately yeah, it's why it immediately grabbed my attention because it was it was such an about face to what they had yeah. done. And I was just like, huh, okay, but now can yeah. they pull that off? And then everything I've seen about it has said, oh yeah, yeah. they really pulled it off. They actually pulled it off, which is really neat. Yeah. Uh, the the characters and story are still kind of whatever. Yeah, like there's, there's that some weird nod. It's a yeah. nod to Banjo Kazooie in a lot of ways, and I think it's trying mm -hmm. to like copy that weird non sequitur style that yeah, those games. Like everything has eyes. Weird things talk to you. Yeah. There are there's a good gag kind of referencing the original game, mm. where some characters just like, "So how's your adventure going?" And they go, "Much better than the first one." <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, wow. Oof-a-doofa. <laughs> to have, you know what, to be, to, to have that kind of, to be able to laugh at yourself that way, I admire yeah. that. I admire that a lot. So one of the, the other kind of twist in this game, and one I did know about going in, because I had no idea why it was called Impossible Lair for a while, mm -hmm. is that every level has two variations. Mm -hmm. You kind of do so. There's a whole overworld area in this as well. Like there's a lot of top-down stuff, which kind of a big map screen, but it's you know interactive. Mm -hmm. And there's puzzles and stuff that you do. So basically, 
every level can be interacted with. So it's like one of the early ones is like you go through a water level and it's one way and then you throw an ice barrier at it on the world map mm-hmm. and it turns into a frozen variation. Mm. Oh. So then, so every level has two variations and they mix them up a lot where it's like, oh, this level, like you just, because every level on the world map is a book. Yeah. So how you interact with it will change how it plays in once you go inside. So one of them is just like, you flip it upside down. So now the oh, entire level wow. is flipped upside down. Cute. Real weird stuff like that are like, oh, there's a fan on it now. So it's windy in the level. Oh, that's cool as shit. That's, yeah, that's yeah. really good. So there's lots of neat little variations. And then, so like, largely they don't feel like the same level anymore, even though, like, because some of them you're just doing like entirely separate paths. Yeah. Basically. Where it's like the first screen will be the same, and you're like, oh, okay, I know where this is, and then you immediately start going off in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So I was I was impressed by this game. Like I even compared to Tropical Freeze, which was like obscenely hyped. Yeah. Which I was I was like, oh, this game's really good. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one was like kind of a because of the first game, it was kind of a yeah. It's already got the chip stacked against it. Yeah. It had kind of that underdog. Yeah. Thing. So it, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked this game. Nice. So the funny thing, though, I beat. I was sure at some point there's going to be a twist to make the impossible layer easier. <laughs> so I went in there, like, towards the end, I had, like, 40 Bs, and I was still like, man, I still am getting, like, 40% through this thing. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it gives you, like, a percentage meter for how far you got and, oh, like, how many times you've tried it. That's good. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's good. So oh, eventually, I, I've just beaten every level. I've got 44 of the 48 beats because there's a few secret exit stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a few secret exits to get extras, and I didn't want to do that or because I'd have to look it up, basically, because they're pretty hidden. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I really thought there was going to be like a cutscene once I beat every level where they're like, oh, here's the backdoor exit or entrance <laughs> or something. And the game just doesn't do that. It doesn't do it at all. <laughs> I love that the it game sticks is- to its guns. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it, good. it 100% sticks to its guns. It's just like, hey, you should know what you're supposed to do now. We're not going to lead you there. That's so you're fucking cool. The fact it. that they stick to it, the fact that they don't go and make it yeah. easier in some way uh, once you've enabled it, you know, like once you've officially gotten there. Like, I think that it's really cool that they stick to their guns. Yeah. and it, it, mm-hmm. That's so admirable. It, there's no so, other upgrades also, right? Like, uh, th- there are no other upgrades, are there? There is a Besides perk these. thing. There's kind of a perk system. It's largely ignorable. It also doesn't apply inside the... Oh, the ton- nice. Are they tonics? Yeah, tonics. Okay, that's what, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's the same as the first one, probably. Mm. Okay. You see, it's cool that they don't have a, have a switch that flipped to make it easier, because then they if they did that, they could make it way, way harder at first. Yeah. Like, to the point where nobody mm. could conceivably, like, do it, I guess. It's kind of like that, if they, if they're that, yeah. yeah. That one platforming thing in Danganronpa V3 where you start out. Oh, like, God. You, you could have easily been that. <laughs> it yeah. actually feels like that at the start, though. Interesting. Where it's like, obviously, because this is a platformer, yeah. it doesn't feel as janky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it definitely has that level of intimidation of, like, this is completely fucked. Like, there's no way to do this. Because I actually well, think... I understand. You can beat the impossible layer the first time, though, can so you? I'll, I'll get to that. So oh, Okay. Yeah. 
I actually think the impossible layer starts the hardest and then kind of eases up as you get into it, mm-hmm. so that it has that real kind of this is completely fucked yeah. intimidation factor at the start. Yeah. First few rooms are just real bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> even then, like even going through it like ten times, it's like ah, I'm just always taking like four Bs on the first couple areas. It's just like always feel like you're kind of starting off on a bad foot because it's just yeah. it's real rough. But anyway, so I tried it. I gave it a real good shot with you know the forty four Bs, and I and I got like sixty percent, and I'm just like, oh boy, oh god, I guess this is just gonna be one of those things where I'm just gonna have to try at just do like one run a night, Mm -hmm. and then maybe I'm just not beating this game. (laughs) Oh man! And I saw and I saw some people on the forums like, you know, they really overdid it with the difficulty in the last level. I can't beat this game. So like for people that aren't super into platformers. Mm I feel ya. Right, Because right. it's a pretty big difficulty jump. Because, like, the game is actually pretty breezy towards the start, and then it has a pretty gentle difficulty curve, and then by the end it's, you know, it's fairly difficult. Mm-hmm. And then the impossible there just kind of kicks it up like a whole full step. <laughs> and the fact that it's also 25 minutes long or so oh my God. is nuts. That's a long level. Yeah. So, like, I gave it a, a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, so one other thing I should mention is that in the whole game... You're playing as Yuka and Laylee at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yuka. Okay. Which one's the bat? Laylee? Laylee's the bat. Okay, so if you get hit, Laylee flies away, and it's kind of similar to, like, Baby Mario in oh, Yoshi's Island. no. So she'll just kind of fly around at random, and you can grab her, and then you'll get the hit back. Mm-hmm. That is very important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Because... <laughs> One is that, so it's it's also kind of similar to like Sonic regrabbing rings, kind yeah, of. A, yeah. It's a good mechanic because Laylee's patterns are erratic enough to where sometimes she's just getting away from you, and you're just gonna jump, and she'll go left when you're thinking she'd go right, and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm guess I'm just screwed now, because mm. <laughs> she'll fly away after like two seconds, like right. into the screen. Oh. Okay. And then the other thing is like you can't do the twirl jump once you've lost her, Oof. which you know slows your descent a bit. Very very helpful for platforming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so later that night, I'm like, it's like three a.m. I'm like, I'm gonna give it one more shot, and I'm doing good. I get a little bit further than where I had my previous record, and I've got like two B's left, Ooh. and then then I've got zero left, <laughs> and then I get to the final boss door and I'm at zero still. Oh. It's like, well, as long as I regrab this bat every time I get hit, I could conceivably do this. Right. Oh man. <laughs> so I oh? fight the last boss, and I get hit a few times. Oh. And see, this is where I think they kind of pull their punches a tiny bit. Where I think, because you fight, you fight capital B like mm-hmm. four times in the impossible lair, mm-hmm. and, I, and I actually think the third fight is the hardest one. Mm-hmm. So this is the fourth fight. So I'm like, okay, he seems to be easing up a tiny bit, mm-hmm. but I'm also very stressed right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. And. and, and and any mistake, this goes bad real immediately because I can't make oh, any mistakes, and so I still juicy. managed to beat it. Oh! I was yes. like, I can't believe it. Wow! That's it felt nice. good, didn't it? That's so, so I just good. had like this perfect like final victory run where for like a quarter of it, I had no bees left. That's so good, man. This seems like such a goddamn good video game. At the, ver- at the very least, it had an incredible, mem- yeah, incredibly like it memorable left a huge finale impression for me. With just that finale, yeah. And then I saw there's so 
Tom mentioned earlier, beating the game on your first run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only is that possible because people have done it and put the video on YouTube, there's a different ending when you do it that way. Oh. <laughs> and I think it's a better ending, which kind of cheesed me off. Oh, so I'm dang. like, why, why am I watching this on YouTube now? Uh, there like, is an ending. ending is fine. There is an ending in Danganronpa if you do the thing first try to. Yeah. It can is, be done. But I don't think it's a better ending than the actual ending I of that don't game. think so, no. But I, I just <laughs> no. remember finding out that, like, wait, that's an actual yeah. other ending. I mean, it's not so, good, but it's funny I've, that uh, they did that. I... I've never known that. Mm. I've just learned that now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think that the Danganronpa one is definitely much more of a jokey ending. Yeah, you know? it's, it's definitely oh, yeah. meant to Which to is. completely demolish you. Yeah. But it's something Whereas that... the ukulele one feels a little important. Yeah, it's In obviously. a weird way. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's the entire basis of what you're working up to with that game. Oh, no. Oh, no, I mean the ending you get when you do oh, it right, 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 without right. any bees, which Ooh. is crazy. Right, because I looked up the speedrun for this game, and like the first for some reason the first category on speedrun.com is getting 24 Bs and then beating the game. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, this level is so hard that the speedrunners just decide to get 24 Bs because they need half the life bar to get through it. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the categories and go, oh no, there's a zero Bs run. Oh, it's geez. 10 minutes long or something. Damn, <laughs> they are just like blazing through the tutorial level and then just like effortlessly gliding through the impossible there super quickly. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) That makes more sense. So that game's pretty cool. That, yeah. This is on my playlist. Cool. I I, I think I'm bumping this up a little bit. Yeah. So, Polly, what else is on your playlist? What else is on my playlist? Um, well, um, I like visual novels. I played one of those. I played one of those. I played a free one. Made in Red Pie. It was made over the course of three years by a couple of oh, nice folks who got together and wanted to make a visual novel. So gosh, dog, diddy, dang it, they did. Good on <laughs> them. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that, Moxie. I can appreciate that. Absolutely. I can appreciate that. So I played without a voice. It is you can you can play this on on uh, Steam and I believe itch for free and the they uh they, it's like sort of like donationware where they've got like an extra bonus um art book you can pay for if you want to actually send them some money. So I did yeah. that. I sent them a couple bucks cool. for the art book. Cool. Because um, <clears throat> this game's got a really striking style. I really like the character artwork, and I like what they did with the backgrounds and stuff. Good, Really good-looking game. This is a cute Yuri visual novel. It's a story about an exiled princess. And I'm going to give you... Uh, I'm going to give you each one guess as to why our protagonist princess has been exiled. Rhett, what is your guess? She's gay. Okay, solid answer. Solid answer, John. Uh, too. I don't know. Too pretty. I, that's what came to my brain. I don't okay. know what that means. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, jet I mean, storm. What she drank the. She drank the blood of the evil demon that was sleeping underneath the castle, and now she has to be exiled for it. One of you I'm is just... correct. I, I'm, I'm sure it's Red. <laughs> Congratulations, Red. <laughs> oh my God! I honestly didn't know. Yes, uh, she was exiled from her kingdom because she she's gay. Um, so she sent the li- so she's sent by her very obviously good boy brother um, to live in a pretty lavish house in a forest all alone, and she receives regular monthly scheduled necessities and stuff. So life isn't too bad. That despite, sounds a little familiar. Life isn't too bad, despite <laughs> the fact that you know she's you know been exiled and stuff, and you know homophobia sucks. 
We're you know, and obviously you know, the brother's very good. No weird intentions or anything, right? Can't be. Uh, so one day, while she's just out and about doing her usual gay exiled princess thing, she happens across a mysterious woman by a tree, who she engages with a conversation with, and they become fairly you know she becomes fairly intrigued by this person, and it's they, 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 the game kind of like takes place over the course of a week. Um, takes place over seven days, and uh, each route kind of s slightly varies the events that happen and the dialogue, the tone of various conversations change depending on what choices you as the princess make. Um, the story just kind of like always funnels you through a similar scenario um, with the various bits and pieces are kind of changed, and ultimately like the end of each route is obviously kind of uh, very different. Um, so, like, uh, first and foremost, going with a small cast for a game like this, uh, as we learned with Her Lullaby and Afterward, is a really smart move because it kind of lets you really dial into um, one or two characters. Um, you could dial into their mentalities. It's easy to kind of start writing from their perspectives and stuff, and this game's really good at that. Um, so the game is smart and good. Like yeah, our game. it's very smart. I <laughs> like think, yours. I, I think that... Um, uh, like even if the game's pace is a bit rushed at times, like the dialogue and the interactions between both characters are genuinely enjoyable. Like I had a really good time getting to know both of these characters, and it kind of made the sort of blossoming relationship you start seeing happen believable. Uh, so that's always important. Um, and 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 uh, what else? What else? Yeah. I had a thing that was on the tip of my tongue, and then I diverged <laughs> for a quick second, and then I completely lost my train of thought. Um, but, um, so, like, even if the game follows, like, um, a similar through line of something like, let's say, a heart in the woods, um, mm. it avoids the part where writing those characters in that situation is bad. Because um, that was my very big problem with A Heart in the Woods, mm. is that I thought that the story that dealt with the weird kind of forest mysticism stuff um, sucked really bad because both characters were shitty. <laughs> and they mm. completely, like, they didn't go with the actual good plot. Whereas this, like, they actually, hey, we took that plot and made it good. So you've got, like, a really good plot where, like, a girl falls, where a girl falls in love with, like, a being that is sort of tied to this forest for some reason. Um mm. And I think that has a really good, uh, it has a really good through line. It has a really good uh, interactions between these characters, and I think that both good endings are are really good. Uh, they tie themselves up really well together. It's really satisfying. It's a cathartic ending. Um, I know I talked a lot last time when I was talking about um, a bunch of Yuri stuff that I had ingested all at once. That like that idealized kind of like how, like always like where everything always seems happy. Uh, mm -hmm. There's never any complications. Like I, I, I know that I said last time that like that stuff kind of gets on my nerves. I didn't really mind it so much here, so it does kind of have that kind of idealized version where everything kind of comes together perfectly and everything like that. So, uh, but I still enjoyed the writing overall in the end. It was it's it's a really sweet story. Uh, I think that the only part where the game kind of fumbles is that it sort of falls into that idea of, oh, I'm a visual novel, so I have to do visual novel things. So now there are multiple routes and multiple endings. Mm -hmm. And, like, other than a little shock value, like somebody gets their heart ripped out and eaten at one point, which <laughs> which feels very... which The fact that this, this stuff kind of happens so rarely makes moments like that feel um, out of step with the tone of the story. Um... Mm -hmm. Even like, like they don't really offer anything, like nothing really gets added to the narrative uh, by these extra endings. They're just bad endings. Bad things happen. Um, 
Yeah, the only thing you find out is that the other chick is like intrinsically tied to the forest for a reason. Uh, and mm-hmm. then and it's like then oh here's a bloody violent end and then like one of the endings I shit you not is literally uh, and then the story was lost to time and we don't know how it ended I was like what what the fuck it, I mean... happens, it literally <laughs> happens mid conversation one of the endings just stops mid conversation like uh, and then the story was lost to time like, oh my god what? <laughs> what was the choice you made earlier that's a frontier ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just fade wow! Fade to sepia. The end. The blue ending. Right, <laughs> the blue ending. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like those parts, I didn't uh, like. I didn't really feel like seeking out those extra endings before I did uh, the, the the last two good routes. I didn't feel that I got much of anything out of those. Um, but I, but they don't really bring the game down or anything. Uh, I I didn't feel that. I just kind of I feel like if this would have just been a kinetic story that was told really well and uh, maybe each day would have been longer and had a little more conversation, a little more going on rather than having extra routes. Maybe if we would have taken the writing out of extra routes and put it more into like having more day to day stuff happening. Because like one of the days is just always really short and nothing happens for some reason. Like I think it's day five where it's just like. The princess wakes up and it's just like, huh, I wonder where my forest girlfriend is. Okay, now it's the next day. Like, wh- And that happens like in every route. So I, can't, mm-hmm. I, so I just kind of wondered, like, what happened there? Like, maybe we could have just like made this a little more kinetic and fleshed out each day a little more. And I think I would have liked it more. But as it is, uh, I think without, w- without a voice is still a very solid, like, like, if you're looking for a nice little Yuri story to wind down your night, like, this is not a bad, like, one and a half hours or so, uh... <laughs> To do so with like i said i think that uh the art is really nice uh the, the music is really nice the dialogue is fun the characters are legitimately interesting really nice yeah like, like they really make everyone look very appealing yeah like this is just a nice mm-hmm. thing like even if it stumbles a bit i'm not gonna hold that yeah. against it like i think it's it's a solid little piece of work uh definitely deserving like if, you, if you're looking for to get to get a little more of your yuri fix and like i said if it's free <laughs> you know that that's an even better re- reason for like, hey, add it to your collection. Go give it a shot. You might like it. I just always and I just always need some like good, nice romance. Sometimes. Yeah, like and I think that this fits that bill. Like it, it's oh. definitely it, it's definitely good. It's definitely good. I'm not saying like this will this probably won't be on my games of the year list or anything, but I like it. I think it's good. Nice. Oh, cool. It's nice when it. To just have find like a nice itch game like that. Yeah, it's just like yeah, like it, it hit the mood. Like for the mood that I was in, like this game was perfect. Like it was fine. Like I went to bed that night. Like that was a nice story. That was good. That was a good oh. way to end my night. Hello, friends. <laughs> June is over here acting better than fart humor. Can you believe this? Rhett goes into the bathroom, lets it rip like Beyblade, and June, and June doesn't find that hilarious. Does do people have um <laughs> do people have butt problems in corpse party? Do people I, like hey June, thanks for the song. Oh god. <laughs> That's all I know about that game. Uh, you gotta you gotta butter up your pooper real good with it. Oh yeah, that line. <laughs> Excuse me. I have not played Corpus Party, but I have seen that. <laughs> oh, thanks for There's that. like a Legends of Localization thing making sure that that line is accurate, and I think it is. So, Tom. Yes. What, what else? What else? What else you been up to? 
So, okay. Uh, I, I guess we'll go to follow up with what Rhett talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, I have been playing the original ukulele. Oh, boy. I'm interested in it now, having played the sequel, even though they're totally different games. <laughs> they are. T- they, sound, they sound like totally different games. And yeah. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I hate Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Okay, good, maybe not. Good. We're starting from the same. We're starting from the same base opinion here. Then start with the same base opinion. I think Banjo Kazooie is a trashed N sixty four video game. Thank God. And that Conker's Bad Fur Day is way better, actually. But yeah, <laughs> Conker's is at least really funny. Yeah. Look, I, I I'm not gonna be like I am that person. I, I will laugh at the fart jokes. Yes, that, that is me. Joke. There's poop in, in Conqueror's Bad yeah, Fur Day. Conqueror's Bad, Bad Fur Day, yeah. Yeah. Bad Fur Day works because it's not 18 million collectibles and it's just doing the dumb, funny farts. Okay? Right. Like, it gets right to it. Yeah. It does the collectibles, but it's so jokey about yeah, it. Yeah, like, it like, does. The cash is just, you know, it's just a thing that counts up as you do the game. Yeah, like, you, you, there's cash, but it's more about the pee pee poo poo. Right. <laughs> Um, I've never played Banjo-Tooie. Um, I'll, I'll figure out if I ever do that. I have a copy. Um, I have played DK64. Uh-huh. That game seems like a lot. That game is a lot. It's way too much. I'm never going to play it again. <laughs> um, I do have my copy proudly, though. Uh, I remember the, watching the first like four minutes of the Summoning Salt video on DK64 as he just went over all of the collectibles in that oh game. It's and it's just like, you need money. these keys to open the doors, but then once you get past the doors, you need to collect the golden bananas so that you can get in. But then in order to collect the boss door, get through the boss door, you have to get the colored bananas. bananas. Yeah. It took four minutes to explain progression in that game. The only cool thing <laughs> about Donkey Kong 64 is I have the cool translucent uh, green in 64 that they released oh, for do? it. I oh, have that. Okay, That's a nice color. Yeah. Cool. So, anyway, um, I have been feeling a 3D platformer, though. Uh, I've been really, like, wanting to play through a 3D platformer that I've never played before. And you played Jack uh, and Daxter. Have you played A Hat in Time? I've not played Hat in Time. But I had had picked up Ukulele on sale uh, for, like, 13 bucks. Yeah, like, that's that's uh, an easy pick. Easy pick. I, I picked it up on Switch a little bit before, so I'm like, okay, I already have this. Let's just pop this in. And let, let's just see if anything we're gonna if it's bad we'll laugh at it and be like okay I'm good right but I only paid thirteen I only paid like thirteen bucks for it. I didn't pay full price I wasn't a Kickstarter backer on this I'm not gonna be disappointed mm-hmm. I'm expecting Banjo Kazooie I'm not gonna be disappointed if I get Banjo Kazooie right uh, so that's kind of the mindset I went into it and then so the game starts and I'm like okay this is doing the usual things we're gonna ship you know the you know we're doing the the tutorial stuff, getting some quills to get to the snake with wearing the tr- the pants. His name's Trousers. His name's Trouser, which is oh, yeah, it's, yeah. He's a trouser snake. It's very funny, yes. actually. Yeah, yeah, it is actually really funny. I like yeah, like when that joke like was finally shown and people were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe how juvenile this is!" Because they were taking their angst about the yeah. fact that 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 JonTron was in it, and so they were just trying to find other ways to bash the game. So they, they were right. they were complaining about Trouser Snake, and I was like, "Dog." That's legit humorous. This, you this, go this over there. Pun- you talk about butts all day on your Twitter, and you're gonna tell me you're fucking yeah. Get out of get out of here, Professor Hernandez. This. this game's pun game is pretty strong. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, so you know, going into it, I got to the first world finally. You know, from there, I'm like, this is like it's a tribal tribal tropical world. It's like okay, this is pretty standard. 
okay, I'll just let this kind of go for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I got like a couple pages there, and I was like, okay, let's go to the next world mm-hmm. and see what's up. Because that's to this game's credit, you can go to the next world pretty quickly. Yeah, you you can do things in kind of any order you in kind of multiple orders you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way I did it, and once I got to world two, I was like, okay, I'm feeling this more. For some reason, I think I like ukulele. Huh. Huh. And I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there is kind of, Like, with games like Banjo-Kazooie, like, there's so much shit to do that it's easy to see how one can kind of get lulled into a sense of just, like, I'm not wasting a lot of brain power doing this, but it's not right. an, it's not an unenjoyable loop. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. enjoy. I am like, not I- hating. Uh, like I mentioned kind of... Jack and Daxter, since that's yeah. another Banjo-Kazooie-inspired game that I played through and had a nice time. Yeah. Just because you get lulled into it, like you said. Yeah. I think it's less of a lull. I, I kind of got into it for, like, a good period. Um, oh, nice. I was like, okay, we'll get to the... Okay, so we're the, the second world, I really like the second world. It's a it's an ice area. I'm like, okay, we're good here. Mm-hmm. I ran into Kartos, the minecart, <laughs> the, the god of war. Nice. That's really oh, good. That's, that's really good. That's a good like the game's fun game is strong. Um, did okay so did a little bit in there. Uh, did that. Uh, got to the next world, which is kind of a uh, you know it's a swampy area with a um, kind of a swamp area. It reminded me a lot of the the third world in Spyro the Dragon. Oh, in a way, hmm. you know that swamp area, yeah. uh, swamp area in Spyro the Dragon, kind of that same color palette. Oh, a little bit. And I'm like, okay, this is I like this too. Mm-hmm. Couple of water, you know, we're getting abilities, and how I'm playing the game is how I was playing the game at this time was, I was getting enough quills to get all the abilities of that world, and then going to the next, getting you know just pages along the way, again, going to the next world and doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and then I did the same thing for this fourth world, which is a casino level. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the casino level is really nice. Uh, Capital Casino, I believe, is what it's called. <laughs> um, where instead of getting pages, you have to exchange the uh, casino tokens with capital b who is disguised as a <laughs> with sunglasses <laughs> that's and really cool <laughs> it's really good uh so you get 10 casino tokens you get a page i think it's all the pages in that world or that mm-hmm. um but with the various activities still too i i like it enough and then the fifth world which is a space ocean mm. which is pretty nice so i got through there and then I decided to go ahead and go back to World One and do what they call expanding the world. Oh yeah, this oh. is this is the big thing for this. So game. the big thing in this game is that whenever you open up a world, you only open up like half of it. Yeah. And then you pay another amount of pages to then expand the world to its fullest. Uh, I, I think the one problem with this is that when it uh, unlocks the world, it shows you the totals of the world, like all twenty. You know, there's twenty five pages in each world. Mm-hmm. There's two hundred quills, and there's five ghost riders. Mm. Um, but you can't get them all without expanding the world. Right. And there's, there's no checklist of, like, telling you what to do for each pagey either. Mm. Uh, that actually, I, that actually I'm, I'm okay with. Hmm. The game feels less like a checklist, and I'm just watching the numbers go up, and it yeah, makes me happy. Yeah, hmm. yeah I, I, I think that helps, at least, where I'm, I'm forced to explore the world a bit. Yeah, yeah like... The, the checklist it. would kind of make it a little too. Well, it would make it feel like a job, whereas just like exploring yeah. a world, exploring a world is not work. Like that's uh, that's what that right. game's supposed to be about. Like that's what a three D platformer, mm-hmm. a three D open world platformer is really supposed to be is about enjoying that big three D space and playing yeah, around. Yeah, the, spe- right. the collectibles are the collectibles are a means to an end. Yes, right. 
you know, the this collectibles really... are means for you to explore to explore these spaces. And they are really there are big three D there are big three D spaces. Once you have the flight ability, you have pretty much you have flight. Uh, you can fly around these areas too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I came back to the first world, I had every ability in the game already. Oh. So that does so that allowed me to do a lot more pages than I could normally do if I just unlocked the world fully from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think it led me to believe that this is the way to play the game. Hmm. Yeah. This is kind of the way they really wanted you to play it. Now that I'm going back through each world, I'm actually fighting the boss of each world now. Yeah. Uh, now that I have the world unlocked. This sounds um, intended. Yeah, this does seem intended at least. Um, that now I'm able to get more pages in each world and get what I need. Because the goal is 100. Yeah. Out of the 145. And I have, um, I'm up to, uh, go- I've gone back to now to world four. I have 70 pages now. Well, there you go. So I'm just yeah. kind of working my way through it and letting it go. And I, I, I'm enjoying myself. Um, I won't say it's like it's not like lighting my world on fire at all, mm-hmm. but I, I won't say it's I feel like I've wasted time doing it. Uh, my, the chief complaint I saw from people that typically like um, these kind of Banjo-Kazooie type games is that like I, they, they, they are like too many races. Uh, they felt like that was a big part of the game and that they really just didn't like it. There's a lot of ring jumping in this game. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of ring jumping. And some of it I don't mind because uh, some of the platforming is actually pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Some of it's like pretty good 3D platforming. Um, some of it's also not, but, you know, it's take what you can get from it at least. Right. Uh, some There's one move that lets you, it's a tongue lash that lets you uh, lock onto like the point you're, lock onto like a tongue point you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a little bit weird, but... I think it's okay, and Tengu has a question for me. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, you can't ask a question, Tengu. This is an interactive podcast for those that are here. <laughs> Laylee's sassiness is pretty good. Laylee's uh, got some pre- sass. She's, she's pretty sassy. Yeah. Hmm. Laylee was um, sassy enough that I've heard people complain that maybe it's too much. There's a uh, there's a little bit of... This game feels almost like it's a little too ashamed of itself sometimes. Yeah. Like it, it does complain about the annoying voices for characters. Mm. Oh, oh by itself, and like I know it's annoying. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Lean in. Don't lean into it like that, though. No, like, like, you can make the... fun of it, but don't like insult it. Yeah, that's the worst way to to lean into it is when you're actually deprecating. Like you're not doing it for the laugh. It seems like you're actually just you don't like this, and you did it right. because that's what the N64 game did. Yeah. There's also a couple quizzes. Oh, of in the course, game. yeah. Because, oh. <laughs> of course, because Banjo-Kazooie so, had a quiz. Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie had... There are two quizzes. Uh, there are two main quizzes I can think of with, from the, uh, the the duck with the... I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Doctor something. Yeah. Um, but uh, I actually... I, I gotta be honest. I completely I guessed on all of them, and I got them right, so... <laughs> nice. I, I got it right the first time, so it wasn't, like, anything too big. Mm. Some of them were, like, quizzing about, like, your current playtime. <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus! And you can't che- and you can't check it during the question. That's pretty. That's pretty funny. Or like how many? That's books, or like funny. how many pages you have? It's pretty good. Yeah. Like this game seems like it, like its humor is kind of in the right place. Like it seems to kind of have a tone so, that like I, I think, maybe okay. almost yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, there. Oh, okay. So actually, there's one. I, I there's one pun I absolutely love in one area. I mm-hmm. absolutely love in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the second world. It's when you expand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing the expansion does is that it unlocks a door. <laughs> Unlock unlocks two doors mm-hmm. uh, that all both lead to the same area, and it's an ice area. It's called the Icy Metric Palace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's a, oh, it's that's really good. <laughs> 
it's an isometric dungeon, like a uh, of like an old, uh, you know, dungeon area like that you have from like a you know other you know European games. Yeah, kind of like um oh Solstice. It, it reminded yeah. me of Solstice. Yeah, yeah. actually, that's the ice played a bit of Lumo. It has that kind of camera. Yeah, Lumo. Yeah. Yeah, Lumo. Yeah, Lumo has that too. But um, the whole thing is uh, is an isometric uh, area. Um, the, you have no camera control. Mm. And it just sort of, it kind of lets it go. And it's actually an area I really liked. That's really, really mm. cool. I like that. They, they, they actually fun. made a riff on that kind of style of game is really yeah. neat. And it makes sense, knowing these developers yeah, yeah. Uh, from Rare. Like from those, Rare were, those, those games they were big in Europe. Like those types of yeah. games were big in Europe. So I, I got the so I, I got the joke. Yeah, you know the isometric, isometric. Uh, that's a fantastic area name. Yeah. Um, but I also got the uh, you know where the where it all kind of comes from, mm-hmm. and I think it real. I think that kind of helped my enjoyment of that area. Mm. And they were allowed to kind of experiment. Now, is it like the best game you're ever going to play? No, it's not. But it's a good mid tier game, uh, from cool. what I play. I like it more than Banjo Kazooie. Back of the box. I, I like it more than Banjo Kazooie. Um. It is not as good as uh, Mischief Makers, though, unfortunately. Mm. But no game really no, is. That's, that, that, is a, <laughs> that is a hard... I with Jack and Daxter. My only touchstone for this entire <laughs> genre. I gotta be honest, John, I've played like an hour of Jack and Daxter. It was to help uh, It was to help the neighbor out with a boss. Mm. Like, Aww. they came to me for help, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I, did, I was able to beat it mm. for them, but... cool. Wait, so you picked up a game you'd never played to help somebody and, and then still did better than them? Yes, that's pretty good. That's kind. Of, that's yeah. <laughs> they had that. They, they played 3D platformers before. I'm not sure why this is so hard. <laughs> hey, weird neighborhood kid, you play video games? Get over here. <laughs> well, it was in the. It was on an Air Force base. Oh, and it was okay. uh, oh. like in a. It was like uh, we lived in like the base yeah. housing. Yeah, I see. So you know, you, you get hey, who you, you get. Those games, right? Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't Tom Jack. Too. Then you you probably wouldn't have had as good luck. Trying I, to do I, a late game Jack Two set piece line. Jack Two <gasps> or I've Donkey Kong sixty four. Jack Two is very hard. Yeah, that is um, a hard video game. And even then, I, I was I was a kid who beat Majora's Mask. So, mm-hmm. I I played through Jack Two on my Vita, which was Ooh, a bad choice. Ooh, that's a bad move. <laughs> that was a hand cramp. That was yeah, a hand that cramp can't be fun of a game. If I do play that game, I'll pick up a PS2 copy of it. It's like te- it's like six bucks. Yeah, probably a wiser way to enjoy it. That or the, than the Vita collection. The collection. Yeah. Yeah. I should do Jack Three at some point. I liked Jack Two. I yeah. did not play Jack Three. I just didn't really have much interest in it because it looked like it was mostly vehicle stuff. I mm. I mean I kind of I'm just kind of interested in where they go with that yeah. world after making it's interesting. after doing a complete tonal 180 for the second game. Yeah. And making it work. They finished that. They made it work. They totally did. I didn't play them because uh, that was my JRPG renaissance. Right, right. Period. So (laughs) that that sort of took over instead. Um, Sorry, 3D platformers. But I still enjoy the occasional 3D platformer. (laughs) Um, And so far, I I plan on doing like the 100 100 pages. But that's probably all I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go for that 100%. It's 145, I think, Mm. for the pages. Hey, Hey, John. Yeah. When when you said your only touchstone for 3D platformers is Jack and Daxter, 3D, 3, the Banjo Kazooie style, oh, um, collectathon. I was like, please tell me you, he's played Mario 64. Like I played, played Mario 64, Mario. and I played like other games that do the collectathon thing, like Mario yeah. 64, Mario Odyssey. But just that specific rare style, okay. that is my only touchstone is Jack and Daxter. Yeah. 
My, my favorite, yeah, my, my favorite collectathon platformers are Seikluse and Knit. That was my, <laughs> that was that was my. Uh, I know game. Knit at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seikluse is great. It's an old like 2004 Game Maker game that a bunch of people really. It kind of showed people like, oh shit! I didn't know you could. I didn't Wait, know you could. Game Maker's that. actually oh. good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. I think it inspired Knit a little bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's very cute and it's just like joy and it's all about just running around collecting like 600 orbs <laughs> but in this beautiful world with no vi- with no like enemies it's just very nice mm-hmm. cool oh yeah and there was a tentacle boss in ukulele oh uh, i remember you I, you added chelsea about that help yeah like she would very <laughs> nice. much be interested in that yeah good that, information thought- to have that was good information to know. Um, it was also a pretty good boss, actually. I have not played Mario Sunshine, Zach. I, or I sampled it back in the day, but I never made it all the way through that one. Somehow. Hey, you know, you're good. I think you're Psychonauts, good. if we're going if we're going 3D platformer, I would definitely throw some money down on Psychonauts being my horse in that race. I've never played Psychonauts. I, I would, except... I've always wanted to. <laughs> Psychonauts is like half-adventure game at least, maybe more. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It like that. starts as a platformer for three levels and then is an adventure game and then the last level, the meat circus, it's like, oh, pretend I've been a platformer for the last twelve hours and now <laughs> I'm really hard and this is the final level. Even they, though you haven't been... Yeah, the meat circus is a bit difficult, but yeah, you can it, do it. It just like assumes a level of familiar familiarity with the platformer. They didn't lead up to that gracefully. God. I, I do like some platforming yeah. in my platformers, so mm-hmm. you know, maybe that maybe yeah. that'll do well for me. Anyone anyone sample that good good Pac-Man World 2 flavor? Oh. Um I played Pac-Man World 2. Uh, I have in the played day, it, but mm-hmm. I can't say I have like a real strong opinion on it. I played some like the Adventures of Pac-Man game. It wasn't very good. <laughs> that game's weird. I've played Pac-Man World 1 for sure. Okay, interesting. And I have played 2. Uh 3 has It's it's, it's bad. It's just very janky. That's yeah, all, like, that was that's the joke. The, the milkman conspiracy in uh, Psychonauts yeah. is really fucking good. <laughs> but anyway, I think I'm good here on ukulele. Uh, oh, talking cool. about that, so there's my surprise. I kind of like this game. Interesting. Not what well, I would have uh, expected if I would have known that was the game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the uk- very ukulele positive podcast. Yeah, we're shocking. I, I I can't like I can't hate it. Like, mm. I don't hate this. Yeah, That's like, it, my, my it take. seems just inoffensive enough that it's like, look, it's a thing doing that thing that you want it to do. Mm. Might not be the greatest thing in the world, but hey, it's there if you want Throw it. hat in the time in the trash. This no, is ukulele no. positive only I, podcast I don't now. know exactly if that's the case either, but, you know. <laughs> kind of like how, it's the same way I feel about Bloodstained, actually. Mm. I feel the same way ukulele is Bloodstained. Where it's just like, it's a good mm. at doing the thing that it does, but I'm not going to say that it's, like, the greatest thing ever. Right. Although I probably like Bloodstained more than Ukulele, mm. from like, be honest. <laughs> the praise is sinking here. <laughs> but we'll find out. Oh, great. I mean, I don't so know what you'll do, and just go play. Not quite up, better than Banjo-Kazooie, not as good as Bloodstained. <laughs> yep, there you go. There you I'm go. I'm assuming so... you mean the second one, right? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, the... Everyone yeah. forgets that there are two Bloodstained games. Yeah. There was a second one. It's really weird. There was weird. a second one that wasn't as good <laughs> is my assumption it's a lot better than i thought it was gonna be yeah that's kind of the gist that i get uh from people that aren't completely up egovania's butts 
um, mm-hmm. that it's just like, look, it's okay. It's just it's better it's than what I thought it would be. Yeah, it's not a disaster. It is a lot it's better than I thought it was going to be. Mighty number nine. Yeah. It is it's not, not a disaster, but also these games weren't really good to begin with, so... Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Oh, well... Danilo Diaz uh, of Joy Masher went on a bit of a rant yesterday uh-huh. about um, how Metroidvanias are actually really shitty. <laughs> and it, it got a lot of attention for that. <laughs> but I was just I, like, I, I'm, I'm there, sort of... I feel you. You should I mean, say it because you should. See, it's the truth, and you should say it exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, I I didn't. There's there's one particular Metroidvania out there. I'll, I'll use the term here that I did not like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forget which one it was. It was the one with the pixelated main character's name is Trace. That's all I remember. Axiom Verge. Uh, Axiom Verge. Oh, yeah, I hated Axiom Verge. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. At, it was it was doing what it was want, going for. <laughs> <laughs> There's things in that game I like and things I don't like, and so kind of came. Yeah, out I can look at it that way these days. Bad. <laughs> I swear though, if you said Hollow Knight, I was gonna have. Yeah, words. we were the about ready to just. Hollow Knight's good. I was getting ready to right click remove from call. <laughs> now Hollow Hollow Knight's good. No, that 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 that's one I'll stand for. That, that's yeah. good. I think Axiom Verge. The thing with Axiom Verge is that I was doing a bunch of stuff that a bunch of like smaller games are doing already, but it was the first time it was in a big expensive looking that indie game and so people were like get were like oh look at all this cool glitch stuff this is so cool and original oh, just, yeah, but it's definitely. really surface level glitch stuff so yeah. surface level glitch stuff well anyway since we've uh, done that i still have the stick i will hand it off to john again just keep the order uh, yeah. uh what, what do you got for us john steven universe anything else <laughs> it was so really I'm... good it was so... really good I've only seen up to about a little bit of the second season, so... Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you got some catching up to do. Steam Universe rules. You should catch up with it. It's very I, good. I love that first season. Yeah, I, it's a great first I season. Really it's a great like rest it. of the show, too. BP, you bounced hard off Hollow Knight because you streamed it. That's probably why. That's... That'll do it sometimes. Um, so, basically, the arc with Steven Universe, future, Steven Universe they had a... Uh, they had the fifth season... Then they had the movie. Then they had Future, which was the epilogue season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked with read about this. Like this is sort of a consensus among friends. It's like the fifth season, it seemed like they pushed through a lot of story pretty fast in that last season. Yeah. Um, it seemed like maybe they were like, Cartoon Network is really screwing around with us. Maybe we should just we should conclude this story so that people get to have a very nice, warm feelings about this and mm-hmm. not that. Not have us get the rock oh, under us. If it just ended without any sort of resolution, that would have been the worst possible scenario. Oh, absolutely. Like, if it had ended with season five and there was no movie or future, like, it would have been, hey, there was an ending. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, there was an ending at season yeah. five. Season five resolves very satisfyingly. It has a part that makes me cry. Um, and it was a very, like, good explosive plot ending. Yeah. Um, that brings the characters to the end of their arcs very beautifully, and it's very good and nice. Um, and then they had a movie, which was um, also very good, and it was much more musical. Like, there's just a ton of songs, uh, which I loved. I mean, it just yeah. is a musical. There's like 10 songs. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a musical. Wow. Um, and it's a nice sort of. They, they introduce a new villain, and they have this, like, 
sort of, hey, things are still gonna still a little complicated. Things are still gonna be hard, even though we beat the big baddie, the big main person. Mm-hmm. Things are still complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the movie ends like very satisfyingly, but it sort of reveals itself to be a backdoor pilot for the Steven Universe future because it's like. I don't know if it's. It feels like years later. I, I I can't remember the exact time frame, but it feels like years later. Like Stephen has grown up a lot. Yeah. Like physically. Yeah. Um, and then this is this twenty episode follow up series that is just epilogue in like the real sense of this isn't introducing like a big new bad guy they have to fight. This is unpacking everything that just happened. Mm-hmm. It's doing it's doing the the trails in the sky the third thing kind of. It's deal with it's, the trauma episode yeah. like, the season. Yeah. It so is the, it is the follow up to the trauma. It's afterward. Yes. <laughs> it is it is just like that. Um it is just we're going to unpack some of that shit cuz it got mm. I think some stuff got dark and we didn't really you know we we yeah. resolved it in the way that TV resolves it but like we can go further. We can really dig into the emotional realities of this. Um, and it's basically, basically it's just about Steven because Steve, Steven's whole thing for that whole show is like, he runs around helping everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, he runs around saving the world with hugs and love. Um, and magic saliva and magic saliva and smooches and whatnot. Um, and it's very sweet. And like even in the movie, he he like is able to sing a song that helps the villain, and it's very nice. Um, but it's just sort of like a bunch of people who are really hurt because of some stuff that went down before Steven even existed, and he is just has all this love inside him that lets him like get people through it. And then Steven Yu's future is sort of like, okay, what is the cost of being that? For everyone, what is the cost of having to be the adult for all the adults in your life? Um, what is the cost of being like basically neglected throughout your childhood, and then these people that did not understand how to parent, essentially? Um, and what is the cost of like after all that? St- f- suddenly, there isn't a big, huge catastrophe you have to help with, and how do you adjust to not being needed? Um, so, like, I straight up, I think it's basically, like, the smartest, best possible direction they could have gone. I don't think they could have picked a better direction to go. Absolutely. (laughs) I can't think of one either. Yeah, because that's the whole show, is, like, there's that undercurrent of, like, every resolution is Steven saves them with love. Um, and the cluster, and all these different things that just resolve with Steven's love, and it's great. But that when you're that in real life, it has a cost. Um, I think it's very important that this is a show. I think that its writers are cognizant of the fact that people connect to it and people sort of change maybe the way that they're thinking about life in, in some way through their work. And I think that they're cognizant of that. And I think it's exactly why Steven Universe future is what it is, because it's still mm-hmm. saying like you can have this immense love for the world and want to help everybody, but it doesn't come without a cost. And I think mm-hmm. that it's very smart and good of them to have 
sort of not made the, the, the very good themes that that show has, just kind of like a greeting card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, ba- it, it made it real in a very cool way. And it like this is the Steven Universe story that spoke to me personally more than anything else because in that whole show. that's literally you. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not like we've always kind of made that joke about John being the super happy one and all that shit, but that shit's legitimately true. John is literally Steven Universe. <laughs> I mean, it's not a fucking like I'm not making this up. Yeah. Like including like trying to be having to be the grown up. Yeah. For everyone just right. in your life and that's and that shit's exhausting. Yep. Yeah. That takes a, that puts a toll on somebody. Yeah, uh, doing that and wow, sounds like the show. I, I've seen one particular clip from the show mm-hmm. uh, about trauma and dealing with you know, and it was just like probably the most real I've ever seen that show go. Mm. Uh, just talking about that situ- about like a you know how to de- how children deal with trauma. Yep, and how Steven hasn't dealt with that. Yeah, uh, that's the one clip I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, and that seemed really like okay, that's a lot. But that's yeah. also really good. Yeah, it's smart to put those kind of things out there. Because that's and, that the part that felt realist to me was how the show manifests Stephen being actually angry. Yeah. Um, when you're when you know you play Mister Fix It and you're just helping everybody, and then finally at the end of that, your own insides start getting t- tied up, and then it's like, what the fuck is this? I have no idea what this is. When you, when you're angry. After being that for so long, you have no idea what to do with it. And anger. I, you know, like I literally witnessed this with John over the last two years of this manifestation of like, yeah, there's anger there. I know it's there. You're not acting like it's there right now. I know it's there. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it only took a little bit of time for that to start flooding out. Mm-hmm. And I think the, I think the way that manifests with folks like Steven Universe and folks like me mm-hmm. is that if you don't know what it is, if you don't know what this anger is, um, you're if you can't, you're gonna funnel it inwards. Yes. The, the cause of the the cause of the anger is you. The person feeling the feeling is you. Yeah, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this to yourself? Why won't you stop? Why won't you let things just be normal? Yeah, and then and then that starts leaking yeah. in very ugly ways. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and you get you get bits of that in Steven Universe future. You get parts where things get ugly and it's and it's real hard to watch <laughs> like no, it never it's not like like abusive know, in, indie mm. indie drama hard yeah. to like it's not it's still a kid's show yeah um but it's it still feels very real mm. um so the direction that they basically this whole show is a toolbox for kids yep. to figure out how to, especially queer kids, to mm-hmm. figure out how to just deal with and process the world. And this is the most, because it's all internal, mm-hmm. because it's purely like, let's put the lens on Steven, directly on Steven here, finally. Um, this mm-hmm. is just where it gets, ex- where it is just very, very distinctly. Here is a toolbox for how to deal with this bullshit when it happens to you because it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, so. it, it, it's like Tinger says. Like it's a, it's a kids show that, that that knows kids are smart, um, and it doesn't treat them like an idiot. It's kind of the same that uh, it's the same kind of energy that Mister Rogers had. Uh, yeah, and, and like he, he never he never talked down to his audience. 
Uh, he always put them on the same level, and I think that this show is something that does a, that has a very similar energy and focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B- Colin says, stop hitting yourself. Stop and I was like, yourself. yep. They, they, they touch a little bit on, like, self-harm urges. And it was just like, oh, man. Oh, that hits hard. Oh, boy. Mm. Um, so it's it's real. Um, and I like I said, it's very fun still throughout because it's still Steven Universe. Yeah, is still it's, fun. It's still going to be a Steven Universe thing. But I think that the fact that they front, you know, that they're still loading it up with all of this good energy uh and, and 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 trying to like not necessarily be a resource but show kind of like yeah. th- there are things that th- th- these are normal things to be experiencing a- and mm-hmm. you may not understand that until right. this is something that's like put in front of you um and yeah. i think that that's really cool um <laughs> to to put all of that into a kid's show yeah mm-hmm. There's a specific thing they do. Polly mentioned how it's not a resource. There's a specific thing they do where they don't give an answer. Yeah. That's it's really just, smart. Here's a first step. But yeah. they don't want you to just, oh, I'm just going to do what the show said to do. Because that w- would not work for mm-hmm. people. No. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It it goes very, it's very, it deliberately is extremely open-ended with a resolution to the yeah. point yeah. of like, all right, now it's time to figure figure it out. <laughs> and and we've given you all the tools we have for figuring that out, but ultimately that's up to you. Yep. Yeah. Um, Very Celeste fav- in that way. Celeste had a similar way of approaching yeah. it. One of my favorite bits near the end is um, a character who did wrong um, early in the show being overwhelmed with guilt and then loudly crying about their <laughs> about how much they fucked up and how bad they feel about it and another character like basically grabbing them by the shoulders and saying yes you fucked up real bad but this isn't about you right now oh right (laughs) and i was like holy shit that's really good that's oh man that's real (laughs) um just like people like to the point of like okay you knew a person that did that who used even was able to use their guilt as like sort of a weapon as sort of a centering thing a way of centering things around them so that was just very wild to me that made me feel really good um it's just very smart very good um i i even say it's probably a little more mature than tangled the series was um (laughs) (laughs) um, that's okay Um, I was very impressed with that resolution. And in retrospect, it's very hard to... The the show would be just so much... Like, I love the show so much already, and the show would be so much weaker without the the presence of this epilogue. It feels as essential as something like Trails 3rd. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, like, it, it... Like, I know we bring up Trails 3rd a lot on this show now, <laughs> but this definitely seems as essential as Trails 3rd is to that series as well. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. Um... One other thing I want to talk about, Mm -hmm. Um, I played a new RPG Mm -hmm. by a friend that came out last week. Oh, nice. I know what game this is. It's called Slimes. Yeah, (laughs) Slimes. This this game's got some crunch to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I've played the first five floors so far, and I'm I'm there. I'm keyed in to what this game is doing. Cool. I've played about the same mm. so far. Yeah, I playtested both demos, so I I played like the first third of the game, 
and then I played the first two thirds of the game, and then I played the whole, the whole game each time from the start. Nice <laughs> over the course of like a year. So getting to watch the thing take shape, mm-hmm. um, watching the the systems and the writing and the art style like cohere, yeah, um, has just been an absolute joy. Because yeah, every time I played a new version, it's just like, oh wow, you tighten this up. Mm. Oh man, this feels real good now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like there were like multiple like seismic leaps like that. Yeah. Um, this is a dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. You start, it says, the, you enter the, the start of the game, and it says floor one. That is the kind of game this is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it is a dungeon full of slimes. Every enemy in the game is a slime. <laughs> like, like, get iffy on this, like, pronto. Like, this is entirely her jam. <laughs> oh, so it's not just tentacles. It's, it's also not slimes. just tentacles. Slimes. Wow, we're just... Laying it out there now, huh? Oh, she doesn't listen Slimes. to this. She doesn't listen to this anymore. She'll never know. <laughs> um, it has a if really, it has a really striking art style. Everything is in black, white, and, and red. red. Very mm-hmm. striking. Very striking. Good colors. Very good colors. Yeah. Very good colors. The the art in the dungeons looks gorgeous. The battles look and feel great. This is a game with a bunch of custom battle animations. Mm. Do you know how much of a pain in the dick God, it is they're to make so fucking battle hard. animations? They're an so RPG hard. maker? Oh, God. They're a nightmare. It's, it's the pits. Yeah. I have never I hate it. Because it, it's so miserable. All the couple of that I did are edits of other, battle anim- of other pre-made battle animations. Yeah, exactly. Same with, same with me and Facets. Like, when I had to do anything custom at all, it was making edits of other things. Um, it's hard. So making like every ba- every battle animation in this mat um, match that black and white color aesthetic. Oh my god! Um, this is this is by by Derry, mm-hmm. um, same person that made Fishing Mini Game Two and Let's Make a Game last year. Both games that Polly and I loved. Yep. Same person um, who did my favorite write up of Y two K. Excellent. <laughs> I, always was, heard, I always I always according to the FAQ yeah. for this. Yeah. In the FAQ for this, it says it takes place in the fishing minigame universe. It does. It does. Oh, before the events yeah. of those games. It's before the events, though. <laughs> um, and that one other thing, though, is that it's also extremely visual novel because every dungeon, you, every lev- level you clear, um, you get a side story yeah. as an item in your inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of those is like a little episode, and they, a lot of them share characters. So you get to watch, but they're all like related to stuff outside of the characters you're talking to. Yeah. And you also get little side stories at the same points. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of reading as well. Um, and it's good reading. Like oh, yeah. I really, yeah. I, I really enjoy the side stories and how they pay off late mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, know. every, every one of those has a place like having read all of them multiple times at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have a, a solid place in that story. Um, not just as flavor, but as like, like key dramatic buildup, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first one is yeah. good. There's a good. There's a good fuck you in there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is. It's also very funny. Um, yes, it's like it's very dark funny. It's grim funny. The yeah. the you play as two characters. Um, the battle system is really crunchy. Oh god, yeah. Um, because every time one of the characters has a bunch of guns and 
you can at any time reload your guns to bring them back to full ammo. It doesn't cause um, you to switch can... guns either, so that's nice. I would love to dig into what how that mechanic works. Yeah, like it's an interesting uh, because I I love I'm pretty sure I know mm-hmm. what Dari did there with with TP I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, with that, and can I tell I'd you love... something. Can I tell sure. you something juicy? Sure. Um, sure. Until the most recent version of the game I played, every time you equipped a new gun in battle, um, you would equip it with zero ammo. It would not keep track of how much ammo oh. was in. Oh, okay. So, like, I was playing the game and I and I saw and I equipped the shotgun and it had the same amount of ammo that was oh. in it when I last left it. And I was like, "Oh, this changes everything. Oh, this feels does, so yeah. good now. <laughs> oh man!" So it keeps track of how much ammo is in each gun, which is nice. Yeah, I, I'd love to figure out how exactly that worked because uh, yeah that that that's really i was like oh it saves what ammo yeah mm-hmm. i'm just it's trying to go through smart. my mind how exactly would that work and then the other character is a healer um who has their own um their own ammo pool they they gain they can spend a turn to gain mp or they gain mp when they take damage yeah so the there's no like mp restoration item basically like you it's the arc of how your fights goes is that you take turns to restore your resources and there's an ebb and flow to how those resources go. Yeah. All the fights are short. Um, all the fights, they deal a lot of damage and the enemies don't, the, the enemies don't have a lot of HP, but they deal a lot of damage. So the fights go by very snappily and still like exciting. There's a, a rage mechanic that goes, yeah, like, as the longer a fight goes, the longer a fight mm-hmm. goes, the more mad the enemies get. It's real good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very smart. Um, so that that encourages you to not just Doddle get to a weak get to a weak enemy and then like far like take waste turns at the end of the fight raising your resources because yeah. then um, the MP will screw you over. Yeah. Uh, make sure you do guns work best on like a slime. Mm-hmm. Something the... I really like too. Um, you level up, but leveling only adds new skills. Um, the numbers are very tightly balanced yeah. because of that choice. Um, but then the new skills genuinely transform the game in really interesting, nuanced ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I basically wound up like using all of them in yep. different capacities by the end, which surprised me. There were several that I didn't use because I was like, "Oh, that's too big a downside," because um, they all, a lot of them have pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, wait, never mind. This is essential for this." Um, the last, so the battles rule in that sense. The last big thing here is that the big. Um, Sort of a, a big hook here is that the two characters you're playing as fucking hate, hate each other. other's <laughs> one of them is one of them is a religious extremist, yep. and the other is part of the minority group that he really hates. Yep. It's oh boy. Real good. But they're forced, to, but they're forced oh, to work with each good. other um, because of the because of the nature the, of the, the dungeon. The entire game is like in in the best way possible. It's abrasive in the best way possible. The music too. Yep. Um, fits into that. Yeah. Oh. Um. So, I'm not going to spoil anything. Finish the game. It's very good. Yeah. Um. I was genuinely, um, pearl clutching at this game because of how angry and edgy it gets. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a lot for me to the point where I like never to the point where it felt like it was tactless. Never to the point where it felt like it was, um, like, I played a lot of games like that, like Standstill Girl or, like, a handful of other edgy RPG Maker games where they 
they just go too far because yeah. they are trying to be edgy. Mm-hmm. Um, this never gets to the point where it feels like pretense. This is just a game with anger in its bones. It is nice. a seething, mad game. <laughs> um, I like it! In a way that felt very honest and very relevant. <laughs> um, but when I said pearl clutching, clutching, I mean it. Like I did not know how much suburban white neoliberal DNA there was in me. <laughs> like by the end of this game, it felt it felt um, like I'm not gonna say like attacked. It felt like um challenged <laughs> i got called out <laughs> um and there's about like there's a point in the climax where i was just like stood up and walked around my apartment for like 20 minutes and it was just like i need a minute this is oh <laughs> man oh man um so like i posted on something on a on my gaudy list i was like yes crunchy custom battle system and edgy story this is in, in rpg maker this is my lifeblood and then this is just like the ascension the ascended version of that <laughs> um like i could maybe nitpick some points i don't think it matters i think this is such a um just shotgun blast of a game that... <laughs> that's funny because the game's got a shotgun <laughs> i know um that it just gets it just works really and, and just built into this very strong like core story and very strong battle right, system. Right, right. Um so yeah, I I loved this thing, y'all. <laughs> it's very good. Um and and I, I love that it um is something I got to play such a part in its shaping. Yeah. Um in the sense of I tested it very early on and talked a lot with the dev and that made me feel really that was very exciting. Mm. Um, so basically you own the game now. Because that's how it works, uh, right? There's and, no. And, and it's also exciting because I feel I feel a little bit like maybe some of my past work had a contrib- it was it was an influential factor in some of its in some of its ideas. Hmm. You mean facets? It was like facets. facets. I, it's nice. It was nice to um, like I don't think I had a point where like I played a new new to me game that was um, this wide and emotional scope mm-hmm. like it's a good four or five hours um at least i felt it it just feels like a big game mm-hmm. um and then but then also like have any like maybe maybe my stuff inspired and had some inspiration factor in there like i hadn't played something like this ambitious that where i could see anything like that from right. my own stuff right. and that felt mm-hmm. really cool uh, I don't feel like I own the success at all. Obviously, I'm just saying that it's nice that I know. I know. I was just playing. It still, it still makes me. I, I'm, I'm glad to have been a part of the artistic conversation. Yeah, yeah. In that sense, so that makes that that helped made me feel really good. Awesome. Um, so, uh, very good recommendation. Very high recommendation. Yep, they, um, I'm, I like I'm this. probably gonna finish it this week. Like I said, I started. I, I'm five floors in, and I'm already 100% into what it's doing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a I'm, good time. I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm free to play more Silas. I want. I, they wanted to release it. I, I had. I was like, oh, I really want to finish playtesting this before the release date. And I was like, oh shit, I need to do this now. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then, and then I started Silas, and then I was like, 
oh my god, I need to work on my own game. And then I stopped playing <laughs> games for a bit. Jeez. <laughs> Too much good RPG Maker energy. Yeah, there's a lot of good RPG fired. Maker energy this episode, it seems. Um, uh, next in the queue is Red, I think? Yep. Yep. Red, what have you been up to? So I picked up a game that a lot of people bought last year bought. Uh-oh. And and immediately bounced off of basically. Oh no. oh no! It looks like I was looking at the play times. It's like point uh, one hours, point two hours, point oh, one hour, point one hour. Oh jeez! And then Poncho Smith there with like two and a half hours. I was like, okay, oh, hey, one person gave it a shot. Put some time into it. Uh, <laughs> I played Deptunia Shooter. Oh hey! <laughs> this game's fine. It seems okay. Basically, it started out as an April Fool's joke, and then they made it. Yeah, and then they just made a game, and we're like, hey, five bucks, whatever. Whatever, it's fine. So for some reason, you know, I've got that little uh, backlog visualization that I post once a month. Yeah. On my shmups list, because this is the game I had technically started, I put it right at the top. I said, at the top, I said, if I can't beat Neptunia Shooter, I'm not playing these other games. Damn, <laughs> it's the gatekeeper. It so is that's step what's w- you from Zero Ranger. Zero Ranger is the the bottom one on all the lists. I put like what I think are the best games at the top. Zero Ranger is at the bottom because it's the goal. Ah, like I want to learn to are. love shmups again, and then I play Zero Ranger. Okay. Like there's there's a very clear progression here. Whereas Neptunia Shooter is the one I care the least about. <laughs> so it was at the top because it's like, hey, if you can play this, you can play anything. Yeah, <laughs> you can play any so just, old trash. So basically, just for a few nights, I would just do a run, get like, because it's not very long. It might be twenty minutes tops. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it's it's actually pretty difficult though. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you're very rusty. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it, it seems okay. Uh, but I, I definitely like I saw a couple of streams. I was like, oh, that looks way more difficult than I thought it would be. It really kind of amps up towards the end. Yeah. The thing that's interesting about it is that. After every so, all the bosses are just other Neptunia characters, mm-hmm. and then they join your party basically, and you can switch between them, and they all fire in different directions. Yeah. So because you're getting a new character after every single stage, though, like the button to switch to your next character, its function kind of keeps changing. Oh. So mm-hmm. you have to really adapt quickly. Like, yeah. okay, I used to be able to tap C or whatever. To go from first character to last character, but now the last character keeps changing. Yeah. So you know, twice or you know less times. So the last level is just kind of like, I'm I've got like six characters now. It's a lot to switch between them and kind of keep it in your head where everyone is. Yeah. Because that last stage is just like, oh, all the enemies are just raining down on top of you now. So quick switch to Noir because she shoots up for some reason. Oh. And then the last boss goes pretty hard as well. Nice. <laughs> but I was able to beat it. I was like, hey, yeah. this game's all right. Nice. Good. So that immediately kind of broke the flood on my shmupping, finally. <laughs> it's so funny really how like... Neptunia had to be the series to do that. Yeah, that is kind of weird, that's actually. Fucking that's fucking weird. Got me, got me Can't back see into... me. I'm shaking my head. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Red, you gifted this to me. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to play it. Sorry. <laughs> That makes me so sad because I did it while you were playing Twinbee, and I was like, "Hey, I know a game that is just as good as Twinbee." John, I... John, just go for one CC. It's fine. John, I'm pretty sure Twinbee is better, but you know, <laughs> Twinbee's probably better. This is probably. Oh my god! I tried to. I was trying to um, 
go back through your media thing to see your um, backlog, uh-huh. and there's so much Animal Crossing that's just not on my timeline because I'm muted. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh man, there's a lot of this, huh? Oh wow, he's one of those back. people now. Keep scrolling, keep scroll. Wow, it's still still going <laughs> with all this animal. There, we got some Mikus, and there's the backlog. Okay, now I can see what else is in the way. Well, of you your... probably saw the Mikus already. Of course, I saw the Mikus. Anyways, I beat Neptunia Shooter. I think it's fine. It's cute. Like, Mm -hmm. having played it through a bunch of times to to go for the 1cc, it was like, oh, like, you can start seeing patterns and how this game is set up. It's like, it's not as, like, slapdash as it kind of initially feels. Ah, Wily Beast and Weakest Creatures on your list. So, I played a a bunch of... Okay, let me just say, I played a bunch of... um, Wily Beast and Rika's Creature. Uh-huh. It does a couple things that are really, really smart. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't beaten it because I, I haven't gotten the 1cc yet because it's hard. Um, it's hard, it's like, right? Okay. It is pretty hard. It is pretty hard. I, I think Zune said it was like the easiest one. And I was like, <laughs> no. Which means it's uh, the hardest then. Okay. It's it's tricky. Um, I, I it played, doesn't feel impossible, but it's tricky. Go ahead. I played a tiny bit of that one. And it, basically that one is doing the UFO thing again. Where there are just these fucking beast symbols bouncing around the screen, and they are getting me killed constantly chasing them. There's two cool things about the beast symbols compared with the UFO. One yeah. is that they actually show up during the bosses. Um, and that which, too, that's fucked though. Which is nice, because in UFO, it's just like you have this whole cool new mechanic, and then for like Half all the the, most of the game, <laughs> like they don't actually matter. Like during the whole final boss, it's like, eh, whatever. Um, and the second thing is that when you get the UFOs, you get to do um, what's that game that you and Polly, that Shmup you and Polly really love? That with the double break mode. <laughs> yeah, Crimson Clover. You get to do Crimson Clover double break mode in a Toho yeah. game. It's very good. It's very funny when yeah you cho- you choose like Raymu Beast or something, and then she's just her normal attack is covering like a third of the screen. And like then, it's 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 for a Toho game. It's fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. For a Toho, it's not quite. It's not Crimson Clover, but it like it's Crimson Clover. It's as much Crimson Clover. Yeah, I definitely as took Toho a screenshot and went, "Oh, they put some." I, I made the exact same mental connection. Okay, but I am chasing those damn air quote UFOs and getting killed on stage two. It's like, oh, this feels awful. I need to <laughs> chill out. But so I played a bit of that Toho game. I think uh-huh. that's. Is that 17? Christ, how many are these are there? It's 17, yeah. Oh, and oh, the last wow. thing is that, you know how I got pissed off at 14 and 15 for not sticking with their cool mechanic for the final boss? Uh-huh. This one doesn't do that. Or rather, it does do the thing that I wanted. So nice. that made me happy, too. Ooh, that's nice. So, like, I don't I don't know, like, if, like, on a pattern-by-pattern pattern breakdown how strong it is exactly, but on, like, a handful of surface-level things and just, like, structural things, it made me really happy. So, there are so right. many fucking Toho games. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm glancing at the window, wiki to get the numbers. Uh, there are way too mm. many at this point. Okay, Hidden Star in Four Seasons is 16. Yeah, especially since 16 was like there's the weakest one. There's a side-scrolling so Toho far. game now. There's, a, there's going to be an official <laughs> side-scrolling Toho game. 17.5. Oh, it's probably not Zoom though. 17.5. Anyways, okay, Legacy of Lunatic Kingdom is 15. Wily Beast and Weakest Creature is. 17 christ anyways uh i went i went one step back i played 16.5 which is nightmare diary violet detector oh okay. right 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 i went for this one because it's one of the photography games they made a new yeah. one 
Hey. Oh, and I really like those. Yeah, they're good. So it's this is basically the closest direct sequel to Shoot the Bullet and Double Spoiler. There was another one called Impossible Spell Card, which I didn't like as much because, one, I don't even think you had a camera in that one. It was just kind of laid out in the same, like, stage mm. order. But the whole point of that one was, like, mm. you brought tools into levels that would let you break them. Yeah. Because they were supposed to be impossible spell cards. So this game gets back to being more about photography, but it borrows a little bit from impossible spell card that I think is smart. Mm-hmm. Basically, so in, in Shoot the Bullet and Double Spoiler, you beat a boss by taking a set number of pictures of them. And the number of pictures was always kind of predetermined by the level. It's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. oh, this level you need four, because yeah. it's really hard to get them. Or this level you need ten, because you can pop them off pretty quickly. Uh, in this game, everybody just has a life bar. Oh. It's a pretty big change. Mm-hmm. And you can shoot in okay. addition to taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So you can't shoot while doing the real big slow charge. Right. Because you hold, like, shoot and focus at the same time. You move really slowly to charge up quickly, which is, like, what you're doing most of the time and shoot the bullet. Yeah. But you can't shoot bullets. (laughs) God, the names of these are maybe not great for discussing them. (laughs) But basically, taking a picture of a boss, their their life bars change a little bit, but it's roughly 20 to 25% of their health bar. Mm Mm-hmm. So in general, you are better off taking pictures of them, but it is nice where it's like, oh, they're right there at the edge. I'm just going to you know, shoot just, for five yeah, seconds. Yeah, I'll just shoot you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then some attacks are just like, I am so far away from being able to get close to this boss to take a picture. I'll just stay. Ba- I'll just hang back and shoot and use the camera as kind of a defensive tool because yeah. it clears the bullet. So it's interesting in that it opens up more avenues for strategy i think than the previous games had where the previous games are like hey you got to take the pictures in this one you only have to take one per stage nice and you basically i've never actually done that because generally i think the camera is better option it's kind of the point of the game yeah you basically get a freebie at the start too because while they're charging up their attack you can charge up yours and first shot's basically always free yeah uh, so the game is divided in into weeks. There's more of a story this time. Mm-hmm. So you start on week one, and your character is having nightmares about Toho girls, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's just a regular girl from Earth mm-hmm. in Tokyo and is having these dreams of so characters of Toho and having to f- take pictures of them. That's extremely good. Yeah. I- I'd have a nightmare about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like voluntarily have that nightmare. Like, I take so, pictures of so Toho kind of girls. A, Fine. Yeah. So it's kind of a dream diary thing where she takes the pictures and sees them when she wakes up and writes a little diary entry about them. Mm-hmm. That's cute. So the weird thing about this one, and the reason I was going through the old games, is like the first stage only uses characters from. Oh god, these fucking names. Legacy of Lunatic Kingdom, which is fucking I don't know number thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> 15? There are too many of these, seriously. Okay, it only uses characters from 15 and 16, which are the two most recent ones that I played, but I also didn't play a whole lot of those. Mm-hmm. So for the first week, you're only fighting like the stage 1 and 2 bosses of those games, like the real low-level characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get to week 2, and you know there's some more story stuff, and then I think Sunday, week 2, is like one last hurrah for all those minor characters. Mm-hmm. And then you get to week two Monday, 
and it's fucking clown piece. And I'm oh, just like, geez. what the hell? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the game's just like, okay, we're gloves are off. <gasps> so the whole second week is just like the stage five, six, and extra bosses of those two games. Mm-hmm. So it's like much more threatening in major characters. Like the difficulty definitely has a pretty big step up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you reach the start of week three and you you know there's some more story stuff and then the game pops up a message everything before now was just practice oh no oh no oh so then no so week three is i forget i think it's called like the first week is called like just nothing and then the week two it's like wrong wednesday wrong saturday like and then you hit week three and it's nightmare saturday nightmare monday nightmare tuesday So you're in you're in the nightmare now. It's getting worse. Oh jeez. They also give you a new so they give you an you get some abilities as you go through that kind of fix I guess fix the problems I had a bit because at the very start of the game like your character can't like move the camera at all when oh, taking a shot. Right. Oh. I think it's kind of similar to how Hatate played in Double Spoiler. Yeah. And then like once you beat the first week or so she just moves like Aya now. Like, mm-hmm. you can actually do the zoom shots. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the one thing they borrowed from... Uh, Impossible oh, Spark Card. sorry. Is that you also have a short-range teleport. Oh. Which is nuts. So if you double-tap shift, like, echoes of yourself in eight directions will pop out, and then if you move in that direction, you'll just jump over. Oh, geez. So, like, they'll start... This game's a lot. <laughs> That's... Oof. So, like, the tutorial that one is just Marissa shooting a, a laser beam that has no gap. Mm-hmm. So you just have to teleport over it. Mm. Smart. So then there have been times where I'm, like, I'm completely banging my head against a card, and I'm just like, I don't know how the fuck to dodge this. And I look up a video one time, and I'm just like, oh, Duh. there's a huge safe spot right there. I can just jump to it. I'm dumb. And then I beat it on, like, the next try. <laughs> So, so then when you beat week two, they give you another new ability. And this one, it's so simple, and it changes everything. Uh-huh. If you're at 100% charge on the camera and you get hit, you'll take a selfie. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> That's really smart. So, But this has been such... These games, Shoot the Bullet and Double Spoiler... Yeah. They've been so like violent towards the player where any tiny mistake is instant yeah. game over like and you have to start done. over. Yeah. Having this changes everything. Yeah, it's like it's essentially a panic bomb. You you don't have to activate it yourself. That's nuts. It just does it. That's you nuts. Just, it's crazy. <laughs> if you get hit at a hundred percent, you don't die. I, you just take a small selfie. I'm it clears out a little bit astounded. of bolts around you. I am fucking it's, astounded. It's crazy. It just clears a few bolts around you and you just keep going. So a lot of the times you'll get hit and it'll be like, like you have basically no invincibility frames. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smart. But the fact that it's there is still crazy. That's really cool. Because now you combine that with the fact that you can just hang back and shoot bosses. Suddenly hanging back and just sitting at a hundred percent on the camera. It's not extremely valuable extremely like valid, valid strategy yeah so it's like okay i can't dodge this one at all so i'll just you know do the slow charge to get to 100 percent, shoot as much as i can get hit charge up start shooting again it's like 
it's a shitty strategy, but it can work. <laughs> wow. So that, so like gameplay wise, there's a ton of strategy in figuring out what your goal is. Because now with the whole hundred percent thing, shooting becomes much more viable. It's just a survival strategy. Mm-hmm. But then there's that push and pull of, but taking the picture does a lot of a damage. A lot of damage, yeah. Mm-hmm. So because if you're able to knock off. T- you know, 25% of a boss's life bar with a good shot, it might be worth being vulnerable for a few seconds afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then there's a ton of times where I'll take a shot and then immediately die and be like, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is that, so you get you get all these abilities and then you go into week three and I load up the first day and the bosses that appear before me are Romelia Scarlet and Flanger Scarlet. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and I go, oh, and this is right after the message that says everything before this was just practice. <laughs> oh, boy. So I load up and I see them. I go, oh, okay. Everyone is here. Nice. The gang's all the whole, here. The whole game up to this point had only been using characters from 15 and 16. Yeah. So the throwback to them as the first one is like this huge declaration of here's what the rest of the game actually is. It's everybody. We're all here. That's awesome. So, like, conceptual. And then you have to fight both of them at the same time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> they, oh, so God, ha- I just felt my insides rupture. <laughs> so here's, so I haven't finished it yet, obviously, because right. it gets very hard at this point. I'd imagine. What seems to be the whole deal for the entire rest of the game, it might change it up at the very end, I'm sure. There might be something. Mm-hmm. Every fight from here on out is two characters at the same time. Oh, God. Ooh. And in a lot of them, if you kill one character before the other, the surviving one goes nuts. Oh, good. 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 (laughs) Juicy. So now the camera is also a little boosted because you can take pictures of multiple characters at once. Right. And, or you could finish one character off and if the other one is like low on health, just immediately take a picture to just end it as quick as you can. Because there is a little bit of a delay period where it gives you a breather before they... they unleash fucking apocalypse on your ass. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one of them, uh, Sikieki from Flower View. Yeah. I let I killed her partner, and I was just like so immediately vaporized by <laughs> like ninety percent of the screen being covered by lasers with tiny little gaps between oh, them. God. I was just like, oh, okay. So the the challenge in this one isn't killing the partner. It's in killing her first. Yeah, kill Shikiyaki first. I, I just immediately realized that, like, that's because she's hanging in the back, so you can't shoot her as easily. Mm-hmm. That's oh. the actual challenge here. Oh, is that's to kill fucked. her first. That's so fucked. Mm. Oh, that's tasty. So here, so it's such a good setup, and there's one thing thing about it that I really kind of don't like. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the first date, so uh, whatever date is Nightmare Saturday one. Mm-hmm. Flandra and Remelia. Right. And then the next one is two other characters. I forget their names. But then you go to the third one, and it's like Remelia and one of those other characters. Huh. And then you go to the next one, it's Flandra and one of those other characters. Uh-huh. And they're doing the same patterns. Oh. So yeah. basically, he's made four characters and then just laid them all yeah. on top of each other yeah. in different variations. And it's kind of dull because... It's not really surprising. The it's not surprising and they're not all like clearly custom made for each other. Yeah, there's not like a dynamic at play. Yeah. 
versus Flandra and Biakarin? That's such a weird pairing. Oh, did you just... That's who it is. Yeah. Yeah, Carmi pointed it out. Yeah, so the thing is that because I don't think these are actually the characters, they're just nightmare versions, they can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, you, you can do whatever you want, but the fact that they're not doing anything pattern-wise, yeah. not, they're not new patterns, it's just, oh, we're, I'm able yeah. to put these two patterns together and they just kind of work. Yeah. Like, obviously it's all made so that it works, but then I've had a few that were, like, dramatically easier than others. Yeah. And then also mm-hmm. the other thing is, like, sometimes, like, you do the, one of the ones with Flandre in it, and you get used to dealing with how her bolts go off, go off, and then you do another one that's, like, different character and Flandre, and you kind of... You know half the battle at that point, basically. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, okay, here's how she... Because one, char- one of the ones I'm trying to learn right now is against Ran, and she just fucking bounces around the screen and will fucking crash into you. Oh. It's really bad. Yeah. But, like, now that I beat one with her, and she'll probably move it exactly the same in the other two... You kind of like, have half of the battle figured out. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, just like, hey, I made these patterns, and now we're just going to do every single possible combination yeah, with yeah. them. That's instead, a little... of, instead of every single spell card being custom made. Yeah, a little uninspired. Yeah. It's an I idea that I think can work, but the patterns really need to complement yeah. one another, and it doesn't sound like yeah. a lot of work went into making sure they do. Mm. Yeah. But it's it's a good time, and it's like... Right. Uh, yeah. Like, this seems fun. Like, I'm probably going to play yeah. this. Like, I mm-hmm. love the first like two photography really, really games. really, good ideas. Just, like, yeah. maybe with a little bit of padding, but that doesn't make those really good ideas yeah. less yeah. really good. Yeah. The other thing is that you only have to beat one scene to unlock the next day. That's really... Oh. Like, it's, like, really it's really generous, generous compared to Shoot the Bullet, which was, <laughs> like, beat 108 scenes or whatever. Yeah. Like, that game was savage. That yeah, game was, Shoot like, the Bullet you... was way more savage than Double Spoiler, I think. Yeah, I think this one is definitely... A step below that mm-hmm. but there's also so i got spoiled on one thing mm-hmm. i think there's a hard mode in this uh, oh. i don't think i'll be doing hard mode <laughs> so i think there's just another three weeks afterwards oh where it's just Jesus. Like, hey here's everything again in hard i don't know what actually changes maybe it's just that turns off the 100 percent shoot when you die thing yeah i might do things like that like that would be a fun that would be an interesting yeah. way of, of creating a hard mode it's just stripping away yeah. a little bit of your defense your your safety yeah. nets yeah yeah it's a neat game i think stuff like the so the teleport hasn't been super helpful in the later stages because there's so many fucking bullets now there's yeah. no safe spots anymore yeah it's just kind of we're back to doing the thing that you do when you play yeah. a toho game mm-hmm. but also having the 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 counter bomb and just having to deal with two bosses at once is really neat. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that game. Nice. I'll keep like, plugging I'm away at it. I'm probably going to give this a look because like I said, I love double spoiler. So yeah. this, this sounds like it's really fun uh, yeah. advance of that. And I'm, I'm totally here for it. Cool. Uh, Polly, do you have anything else? I do. I do. Nice. I played a banger of a video game. I played a banger of a video game that was so good. I've literally got to alter my games of the decade list. I've got to put oh, this game geez, on it. Wow. Yeah. I played one shot. I've, oh. I've heard very good things about this game. This is a very cool RPG Maker game that does a lot of RPG Maker things that I don't think are native to RPG Maker at all. <laughs> um, so, One Shot is a game that I had known about since the day it released. Like, I looked at that store page day one and was like, oh, that's incredibly my shit. 
Uh, I even watched, like, a friend stream, like, the first 20 or so minutes of it and noped the hell out of his stream because I'm like, oh, no, I'm playing that. This is my shit. I, I can't watch this. And why I never got on board with this game before I, like, just before last weekend is just so beyond me. Like, because, like, okay, so, it, it, it's a cute RPG Maker game. It, it, it's it, it's more of an adventure, um, and it employs and makes use of a lot of meta trickery and player involvement to tell the story. Now, that's not me, like, spoiling anything. Like, the store okay. page directly lets you know this game is going to be messing with you in some ways. Um yeah. They're very, very upfront about that. Um, they're very, like, it, the game is very insistent that you play it in windowed mode because some of the, for some of the tricks to work, like, you need to, it, the game needs to play in a window. So, uh -huh. they, things like that. Uh, and, and initially, you play the game as, huh. as Nico, an adorable little cat boy, cat girl scamp. I don't think they have a gender, so I'm not gonna give oh. them one either way. Yeah. Um, it's been thrust into this weird technological world where there's like robots and humans and shit. And it's like a world that like, like immediately lets you know what's up uh, like uh, in the world's dying and that, oh, Nico is the savior of the world. Like, and you're just kind of, like, this person is just immediately thrust into the situation of where the fuck am I? And, oh, you're the savior of the world. Uh, here's a light bulb. Go, go fix everything. <laughs> Um, but eventually you come across a computer in, like, this dark basement where you're at, and, like, the game suddenly acknowledges your existence because it pops up an OS, uh, prompt. Uh, like, an OS alert window that calls you out by your Steam uh, name. what? It calls you out by your Steam name, so, like, I know somebody ended up, like, like, uh, the version I play, I played it on Steam, so I'm not sure how it works on other versions. Uh, but yeah, like, I know somebody ended up getting dead named by that, unfortunately. Um, oh. But the game does let you change the name that it addresses you by, uh, thankfully, at least. Uh, but, but it still calls you by that initial name like three or four times before they do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so the game knows the player exists, and it'll often acknowledge you directly and stuff. And um, these things are like why they recommend you play entirely in a window. And, um, and I'm not sure. I think some of the stuff might not work. I just stayed in windowed mode the whole time because I, I didn't want to break anything. Yeah. Mm. Um, so this is like an RPG adventure game. Uh, there's no combat. There's no sense of danger or failure. Uh, it's just you navigating through these big open maps that are littered with lots of characters to talk to, lots of things to observe. Um, you have a limited inventory of items that you use and have to combine. Uh, so this makes it kind of more of a, a, an interesting take on like what point-and-click adventure games do. Mm -hmm. Um... So you get a lot of fun little puzzles like that where you have to kind of figure out like what to do, what to combine with what, and where to use it, and traverse the maps, talk to people, get hints, trade items with people. Um, the writing's really great in this game. There's so much good dialogue. Like it just constantly like like it is a treat to, to like like this was like Wander Song for me in that like I wanted to stop Aww. I wanted to stop and talk to everybody. Uh, because everybody in that world seems important. And when it's like this kind of world where it's like it's a world that's dying and nobody has hope of it being able to be saved, I feel that that's conducive to you kind of growing a little more attached to these characters who are, you know, they're obviously scared and in a world that's dying and like, oh, well, I'm the protector, but you're not really because you are not Nico. You're you. Uh, you are the the thing. You are the you are the entity. You are referred to as God on a number of occasions. <laughs> you are the God of the world, and finally, he, someone realizes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, Nico acknowledges you as God many times and often asks you for help and assistance. And or sometimes he's just like feeling real bad and maybe you just need to give him a little bit of a nudge in the right direction. Like, look, it'll be fine. You'll be good. We'll get you through this. It'll be good. So it creates like cute little moments like that where you're still actively feeling engaged, even though like you're kind of just like above it. You're kind of guiding Nico through this world. Um, to touch on the story more would kind of ruin it. Um, okay. And even if a lot of the ideas and themes that um, this game kind of has, even a lot of those are like well-worn ground, I feel that the way it delivers it, it just has an abundance of confidence and competence. Uh, the writing and dialogue are just, like, again, consistently good. Uh, the meta stuff is some of the most fun bullshittery I've interacted with since Doki Doki Literature Club. Like, <laughs> it is in- oh, wow! It is insanely smart. <laughs> Um, I was sitting there at three or four in the morning, just like on my first playthrough, just like, oh, sweet Jesus. What the fuck is this game doing? This game is seriously not doing. Oh my God. This game is doing this. Holy shit. (laughs) It's way smarter than it's letting, uh, letting you think it is. Um, at first I was just blown away by how well they pull off that meta shit because I feel that we're at a point where meta shit is kind of like it's still cool to do it but maybe like I think a lot of people probably now look down their nose a little bit at it because you know like Undertale happened and Doki Doki Literature Club and now it's just like oh here's another thing that's doing interesting things like that but I think the things that One Shot does are a little more involved I think they're they're a little more involved in the way that Doki Doki Literature Club stuff can be involved uh, and it's mm-hmm. really interesting the way they kind of get you to play around with the game um, in that way um, but what mm-hmm. I think really makes this game work is, again, it's the story. Um, it's a really good story, and um, there's a there's a back half of this game that I'm not going to go into too much detail about. I'll just say that you'll either you'll either figure it out or you won't. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't figure it out until the next day when I was thinking about. It. I was like, wait a minute, something. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to try something. And the thing that I tried doing was like. Oh, here's like another big portion of the game. You want to you want to check this out? And that was like oh the next God. day, and that was like Ooh. my next evening with the game. Um, cool. And the cool thing is, is that part of the game relies less on the meta trickery, and it still fucking lands. It still hit really Ooh. hard and is really good. So it didn't have to rely on those tricks to get across what it was doing or to prove that like the writing that's here is good or the story that it's trying to tell is worth telling. Like it's still like, it's still cognizant of all of those things, but it's not having you be so much more involved with it that the next time you, you you may come across something. It's just a real interesting Mm -hmm. way of expanding that story uh, that I was thoroughly blown away by. Um, Cool. Yeah. But this game is just, it's wonderful. Like it's got really awesome map work. Um, there are a lot of really, really nice pixel art based cutscenes that look, they're so charming. Um, and, uh, it's just a really good soundtrack too. So another one of those games where you just tag it on. It's like where it like, it's, it is the complete package. Uh, put, put music on, feel feelings. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did that a number of times this week, re- revisiting Excellent. that game soundtrack. And it's just like, yeah, like. Why I didn't get to this sooner, because, like, this would have definitely been pretty high on a game of the year list had I played it, like, you know, like, when we were, you know, last, uh, you know, when it was, I think it came out in 2018, 
Um, it definitely, I think maybe earlier. Let me maybe, check. I know that there was like a Game Jam version of it, and then they kind of expanded on that when they kind of did the new Steam version. Like this is a much more blown out and bigger version of that I original. That, that idea. sounds right to me. Yeah. No, it was 2016 was the Steam version. Wow. <laughs> this has been out since, oh wow. This has been out since 2016, and none of us have how the have fuck stumbled like, onto it yet. Man, like I spent four years knowing this game was my shit and not playing it, and I feel real dumb. Like, how did that happen? Like, how did this game slip through the cracks? I'm real angry at myself for that one. Because yeah, this game is, uh, this game is like I need everybody on this podcast to play this video game because we need to go. Ahead and, really noted. We, yeah, we need to go ahead and get this. We need to go ahead and get this socks cast approved because <laughs> like, that sounds that like shit. a thing I need to play too. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. I fucking love this game to death. It's so good. RPG Maker games are good. Life is good. <laughs> Rat. Hello. Tell us about Animal Crossing. We want to hear it. We're, we're sitting audience. here. We're all sitting here with bated breath. <laughs> we need to know about your virtual city life. It's not you a come, city yet. It's an island. Oh, it's an island. That's right. Get off the island and swim <laughs> back, back to shore. shore. Sorry. <laughs> Coheed. Yep. <laughs> Red, uh, Red will appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, he's the biggest Coheed <laughs> fan on the podcast, so he obviously oh, he recognized Coheed. it immediately. Yeah, I sure did. He did. Um, I've never played an Animal Crossing game before, right? And due to this game literally coming out with the best release date of all time in all video game, yeah, history, this game could not have launched <laughs> at a better point in time. Let's be honest, I probably it was wasn't delayed. going to. Hmm? It got delayed for this date. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it feels like prescient. Like they just they just knew. Yeah. It's the right game in the right place. Like, can you I all, probably can you all hear wasn't the people wooing outside my window. No. <laughs> every time every day at eight o'clock at night, everybody in the in the neighborhood starts wooing open the opens their windows and starts wooing. Why? I think I think it's it's it seems nice. It seems like a, a, a everybody community... trying to do a gesture of oh. solidarity. Okay, that's cool. Uh, or trying to be oh, yeah, cute, like, cute like the Italians making their nice viral <laughs> videos. Continue, Rhett. Or yeah. werewolf problems. <laughs> but basically, I wasn't prop. <laughs> like okay, you heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard it too. <laughs> Alright, I'll mute. Rhett, no, go. no, keep it no. going. Keep it going. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll leave we want to hear this. We need all of it. <laughs> basically, I probably wasn't going to buy this game and then everything hit in just the right the way right. so that i was like hmm i really i really just want something to take my mind off things right and it's like because it's a game that just is about control and having control over this virtual slice of life basically because right. mm. because so the animal crossing series has been kind of trending in this direction they just really seem to have gone full Colonial, yeah, full colonial. Oh fucking! Because <laughs> <laughs> as far as I can tell, the first game is like you move into a city and it's already built, and all the animals are kind of assholes to you at the start. Oh, geez. and and then there were a few games, and then there was uh, the one with Isabel. Uh, That's the 3ds one. The 3ds one. That's the one. Where I it's played. just like you're the mayor now. You get to make the choices. Yeah. And in this one, they don't explicitly do that. But you get to make all the choices. Can't you even kick people out of your town at this point? In this oh my one? god, that's wild. They have to not like you first, but essentially, yes, you can eventually... 
there's an option to ask Isabel to kick them out. Oh no, not <laughs> Isabel! That's Isabel terrible. No, 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 Isabel, perfect child, can't do. No, can't do that. we do not let her do these things. It's funny. I was, I was don't pedest- Don't pedestal Isabel. She's an adult woman. She can make her own choices. <laughs> She can she can kick people out. She can do the hard decisions sometimes. She drinks hard liquor too. <laughs> she does. Well, she fucks. <laughs> I, she fucks. I only just unlocked her last night, so I was you know poking around the menus, uh-huh. and one of the options is like I want to discuss a villager. <laughs> oh no! So I click it, and she's just like, "Oh, are you having a dispute with somebody? I can intervene. I'm very good at that stuff." And then I click <laughs> actually, and I click like actually never mind, and she's just like, "Oh, phew! Thank God, I'm horrible at that." <laughs> Isabel was like cut cleaning her gun, just like I, I imagine that, this problem. I imagine that uh, Isabel has killed a few people, More has killed a few animals. Animal Crossing, if not in Smash Brothers, if nothing else. Well, yeah. that, that, well, that's that's when you play the game Animal Crossing over. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna take the uh, villager out back uh, to a little secluded area of the island, and well. Hopefully you see them get on the plane and leave. Because <laughs> this game loves its animation. And then it's, sh- and then it's shot down with a rocket launcher like a fancy <laughs> <crowd. laughs> <laughs> And he's shoots them dead with a rocket launcher. It's her only choice. Nobody else can know the secret of the island. Listen, there's lots of holes and shovels on this island. They ain't gonna find... Oh, what are these bones you just found? Weird. <laughs> get them over to Blathers real quick. <laughs> oh no, he's like, oh no, I'm next. Hey, it's a pelican. <laughs> hey, uh, Blathers, all you gotta, all you gotta do is just not a properly identify this set of bones. That's all you gotta do. Isabel calls him, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Did y'all ever read the terrible secret of Animal Crossing? Yes, um, that's that was my touch point <laughs> for this series for like ten years. Me, me too, exactly. Like I read that in high school and yeah. I did not touch it ever since until <laughs> until the 3DS one came out. I played that one briefly. Okay, continue. I totally lost my train of thought there where I was. Um, Isabel kills oh, yeah. people and Isabel, also. <laughs> so apparently, the next villager I'm going to get is randomized. Uh huh. So it's like. Ooh. The first, so you start with the first two who are randomized, and I'm fine with them. And then you kind of get to choose the next three. Mm-hmm. And I just literally went with the first three I saw because I was like, "Oh, you seem cool. You can come." The next one you get no choice over, and it's like, "Well, I really don't want to have to kick anybody out, so you better be cool." <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I don't want to have to get rid of you. So I don't <laughs> impress me. It's supposed to be a happy game. I don't want to be a dick to nobody. But it's like every time I see a screenshot of other people's islands, I'm like, oh, look at all those lame fucking animals. I don't know why people get attached to theirs. And then I see mine, I'm like, oh, you're cute. Oh, my God. It's really dumb. I think the best <laughs> Animal Crossing piece of media that I saw was like uh, there was a penguin. Um, and like, I would so- like a penguin. Sometimes you, will co- you go down to the beach, you see him running around. And like he's got his arms out and he's running around like an airplane, like he's trying to fly. <laughs> it's the cutest, oh. it's the cutest oh. fucking thing. Oh, Polly, I'm going to ruin it for you right now. Mm, I have yeah. a cat that runs away in the exact same way. Oh, oh well. well it's, Everybody it's, just... it's adorable that a penguin does yeah. it. Yeah. Still Everybody good. just calls it the Naruto run. Oh, okay. And then characters, like, their traits will rub off on the others if they hang around, so, like, other characters may start to Naruto run on my island oh, eventually. Oh, no. Okay. Because one of the first characters I got was like a jock. He's like, I love working out and shit. And then I come out today and he's working out with like one of the the octopus villager. Mm -hmm. So he's like 
literally like you know curling irons or whatever. Yeah, curling and she's irons. Doing it. That's what they call it. Pumping <laughs> iron. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, he's doing a good job. He's doing his reps, and she's just like doing one, and then like looks exhausted afterwards. Oh god! And I'm like, oh, this is cute. They're hanging out together though. <laughs> But basically, I don't want to take forever because it's already a three-hour podcast. Right, right. But basically, they took Animal Crossing and just added a new week at the start where you have to actually start the town. That's that's pretty cool. Because there's this whole thing of, like, there's a crafting system, but it's, like, it's really basic. Because, like, you just hit a tree and one of three different types of wood will come out. Yeah. And then I think that's it for the entire game. There's softwood, (laughs) wood, and hardwood. So and the red experience. But you, you get a bit of uh, control. Uh, sounds like you get a little bit more control of, of this game of how that town forms. and. Oh, yeah. That that sounds nice. That, that sounds actually pretty nice. Yeah, because even at the very start, you're choosing where to put the villager houses down. Mm-hmm. Like it, Again, it doesn't explicitly say you're in control. It just gives you all the control with kind of a yeah. wink and a nod. Yeah. It seems a little like that, like... Persona three to Persona four arc. Yeah. Like in the first one, you're yeah. kind of a kind of a loser. A lot of the time, people are mean to you, and you sort of have to earn those relationships. And then P four, where you just kind of stroll into town, and everybody and everybody wants that dick. Everybody, everybody wants that, wants that mm. dick. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's the game you want, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna that's say true. it's not like. <laughs> Yeah. This is a game that obviously found you at the perfect time. Again, it found, it's found a lot of people. I listen to it found a lot of people. John is getting so mad about this game. He pointed me towards a podcast, the Besties podcast, where they just talk about Animal Crossing for two hours, mm-hmm. and was like, "Ugh, I'm not going to listen to this one." And I'm like, immediately, like, oh, "I'm going to listen to that one." It's it's the, it's that is the Polygon Besties podcast, yeah. and like I was already like two two months earlier like please stop tweeting at me to listen to this justin griffin i don't want to listen to your polygon podcast i don't like your video game opinions and then this they throw it into the bim bam feed like oh, hey this is a best, i didn't even notice that this is a besties episode about animal crossing want to listen to this john fire no i don't oh, man. and then that's the weird thing is that the rss feed actually says do you want to listen to this john fire it's weird that they made it that specific <laughs> wow that's, that's yeah, actually they're what, calling that's actually, I actually started one shot, and the first thing that happened in the game is that it asked me, John, do you want to listen to this podcast on Animal Crossing? <laughs> John Thire. <laughs> My main beef with Animal Crossing is that I like Tomodachi Life better. That's yeah, fair. like I, I think a lot of people did. I, I remember, um, I remember Eric made a, <laughs> a lot of fun, <laughs> I, a lot of fun songs in Tomodachi Life. I Man. love everything about Tomodachi Life. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Eric made a song called White P. I listened to that constantly. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It would be interesting if they incorporated some of that user-generated stuff into... Yeah. The thing you could do with Tomodachi Life was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely an aspect to this where it's like a lot of these decorations, like create the visual of a lived-in house, but then none of it actually, you know, does anything. Does anything, anything yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of weird. Like, I built, like, a, a hot spring, mm-hmm. like a Japanese-style hot spring, and you can't even, like, sit in it. I'm oh, like, what weird. the fuck? Yeah. So, you want to know my beef with the, how people talk about this game? Sure. Is that right? Just before, I, I don't want to interrupt uh-huh. you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, 
here's the magic thing about Animal Crossing that is confusing to me. And it's that it's doing a lot of the same... It's a, it's a making numbers go up game, right? Kinda, I kind of don't think it is, I honestly. I don't really get that. In, like, I played a lot of New Leaf. And I okay, never, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm I not. Like, maybe I, think, I think that you're seeing a lot of make the numbers go up right now because people are going crazy with the bell economy yeah. shit. Um, but like and because was, it's brand new, yeah. But like when I played them. New Leaf, like there was literally nothing I did that like was like I'm gonna make these numbers bigger. Okay, I think there's a tiny bit in that because they added the crafted thing, yeah. crafting stuff, where it's like, oh, I need to go chop some trees to get some more wood. Yeah, yeah. The fact that there was a crafting system that probably but again, said that. it's super basic. Like again, I've been playing you know a bit of the Simple Gear mobile game. The receptors in my brain react very differently to the mindless grinding in that versus this. Okay. Because there's definitely a point... Once you've played, like, an hour a day of this, there's there's actually nothing to do. Yeah, like, the, the people yeah, that are playing this... The people that are playing this eight hours a day are probably time-traveling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they are definitely. <laughs> I, I can confirm I that. fucking guarantee it. Okay. That... Yeah. that I, will, I will take that under consideration, then. Okay. With complaint, my my spiel withdrawn for now. Na- for okay. now, okay. We'll wait till you have more information about it. Mm. Yeah, we'll fine. see how this all f- shakes out over the next few weeks. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, then we'll I come go back, back to the... work tomorrow. So, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> probably gonna drop off pretty hard on yeah, this. Yeah, probably. But then also might just stop playing other games instead and <laughs> just keep coming <laughs> back to this every day. It's one or the other. Yeah. It's going one way. Again, the, it's one one extreme or the other. It's not going to be an in between. But I think like I did time travel like six hours ahead yesterday because it's like, well, my weekend is you know coming to an end on Saturday, <laughs> but I was one day away from the big thing, so I'm like, I'm gonna get a little preview of that early. Mm. <laughs> so I so I, it's I like, understand that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I set my time clock like twelve hours ahead. It's like it's seven p.m. and the game thinks it's five a.m. And then it's like, oh, by the way, Isabel's here now. I'm like, fuck yeah, totally worth it. <laughs> small evils grow from great uh, from wait, great great evils, evils grow, grow from, from small, small beginnings. Yeah, right? I'm actually gonna set the clock back at some point. It's just because I'm not actually changing the date. I'm only changing the time zone. Mm. So there's only so far I could push it. Yeah. I'm pretty much at the max. But it's also like. The game takes literally like a week to fully, to fully open, open up. Yeah, yeah. It basically mm-hmm. became Animal Crossing yesterday, where it's like the game literally plays one music track the entire time until <laughs> this one point where Isabel shows up, and then it's the and, hourly thing. No, and then, okay. Yeah, and then after this point, there's music, different music for every single hour of the game. It's really weird after hearing the same song for a week. I remember like the original Animal Crossing. I, I don't know if I ever put this out there, but I took the vocal track for Capital G by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I totally have this. And I put that over it. <laughs> <laughs> put the put those stripped apart songs yeah. you posted to good use. Yep. Very good. I think mm. I have that somewhere if you don't. Probably do. Cool. Yeah, it's just really weird having this game just like start yesterday where it's like, oh, here's the new shop. There's a billion things in there. I'm like fucking. I was literally like overwhelmed with how much unlocked. Yeah. Yesterday, I was just like, okay, this is this is a lot to unpack here, huh? <laughs> here is like your months of content right here, and then yeah. eventually you're gonna get terraforming and be able to just make literally whatever you want out of the island. Yeah. 
which is why I'm kind of trying to rush things a bit. Well, that does, does sound like it builds, you know, it gives you a lot to do at least. So, yeah. hey, for that, there you go. I, it does sound good. Now it's something I think I need to get yeah. myself. There's, there's yeah, just like, this one little gotcha, mm-hmm. like gotcha moment, not, you know, gamble not gotcha. Not gotcha, gotcha. Where uh, gotcha. when you put the first two tents down for your villagers, mm-hmm. it gives you like a four by three grid to put put them on. Mm-hmm. And then when you get the next two or the next three, it makes you use a much larger plot. Oh, so I wasn't able to get them all in a line. Oh, <laughs> and I was very upset about damn. that. Oh. And that's when I broke out the MS Paint and started counting pixels on the world oh map. Oh my god. <laughs> So I can tell you exactly how big the game world is now because I've counted it. <laughs> so then I'm just, six I'm literally like, <laughs> it's like each square on the map is like 16 by 16. So it's 80 by 64, I think. So 5,120. You know, not... 60. So significantly smaller than the map John just made, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah. 60 by 60 is a lot. Also, also note how there's a there's a long pause before you can do your little, nice little jumps in Animal Crossing. They're much more contextual than in my game. Just, just saying. Yeah, I jumped it. and I jumped across the river with the pole and then landed in a hole. Nice. And it was like a ten second animation of the character like struggling to get out, and I'm like, oh, that's very funny actually. That is extremely funny. Damn. God damn it. <laughs> John hates that this game is actually cute and 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 adorable. Uh-huh. Everything takes so long, though. Like, oh, yeah. The menu design, or just, like, repeated dialogue, is abhorrent. Yep. Yeah. That shit never got good. That shit is just as clunky and shitty as it was in Animal Crossing on GameCube. It's like playing a game as Polly, because every time you catch an animal, they will make the exact the same exact pun. The exact same pun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that why every single one of those got posted? Yeah. Every single yeah. By because, every single person. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's one. Because it, there's, I think on squids there are two. That's the only one. Yeah. On squids it can either say bloop or inkling. Like it makes two different Mario oh. references. Mario and Splatoon. Yeah. But like every single other one seems to be, it's the one joke they make. Yeah. And, they, and it shows it to you every, every single time. Every time. The absolute worst is the online, though, where, like, uh. just just as a UI menu design, the fact that it is, like, so what do you want to do? It it asks everything one at a time instead of just having, like, a more contextual menu. Do you want to leave the island or have people come? I want to leave. Do you want to go online or do local? And I think there's another step before that. Okay, you want to go online. Do you want to do a friend code or a dodo code? Want to do a dodo code? Okay, enter the code. Type, type, type. Oh, they have their menu open right now. Let's try again in 10 seconds. Uh, Like, at least it doesn't kick you back to the start, which would be completely game-breaking. Astra is bursting. Please wait and join the game again. Again. They, it's worse than PSO was in 2001. It is significantly worse than PSO was in 2001. It's crazy. That's nuts. Well, sounds better than it was in uh, City Folk. Whoa, yeah, City Folk was kind of a disaster. City Folk was a disaster, from what I understand. And that was the first one I actually played. Is that on Wii? Yeah, it was on Wii. Okay. Ah. Yeah, that probably was pretty bad, too. Because I've visited people's islands while there were, like, more than one person there, like the the host, me, and somebody else. 
when somebody else leaves, everybody has to stop and watch the 30-second cutscene of them leaving. Oh, <laughs> And then the game fades to black, and then it saves, and then it loads back to you. And you talk about these popular islands where people are, you know, doing the turnip shit. Oh, And no. there might be, like, ten people on the island at once. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, that's going to get real annoying when people are leaving every couple seconds. And then they come, then other people come in. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. God. Like, please, I have Nintendo, the... look at other games and how they do it. <laughs> I have the Switch online because my little brother plays Minecraft and we share, we, we share the uh, family account. Nice. Well, I if play you played the... Animal Crossing, you'd have to share the island as well. Oh, uh, no, he has his own Switch. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, then there's the whole island sharing thing that people are really pissed off about. because That's players... always been the case for, like, a save for Animal yeah, Crossing, Yeah, like, though, that's so... never changed. It seems it seems outdated, though, where it's, like, oh, it's, player well, two dude, in this. everything Nintendo does is I know, fucking outdated. I know, but it's still shocking. <laughs> Like, I saw people getting really mad about the fact that Player 2, like, just straight up doesn't get quests. Yeah. So, like, they just kind of exist and Tom Nook looks the other way when they walk by. Yeah, it's real dumb. It's real weird. But I think that's enough Animal Crossing. John is about to strangle me. John's about to. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was, it was, so it, was it's a game I like, but there are, there are problems. Yeah. Mm. But I, but I just wanted to build a cute town and I am progressing towards that goal. There you mm. go. It's, it's giving you something to do in these trying times, and I don't think anybody can throw stones yeah. at that point. And if they are being a dick and throwing stones, like, how <laughs> fucking miserable are you? God. People God, gotta so... find something exactly. to help them exactly. this time. It, it's, yeah. Right. On that Besties podcast, Griffin said something about it towards the end where he said, like, when we look back th- at this game in the grand pantheon of all video games, it will be special because of when it came out. Yeah, it's like it that's really crazy. Will. That's didn't you say that I Justin think... cried reading an animal? And then Justin email? read a, an email like, from somebody oh, talking about their town and how much it means to them right now, and he started crying. <laughs> like I think that that, 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 that that kind of stuff is important right now. Yeah, like we're in a big mm. uncertain, scary time, people. Mm. Um, this thing could literally the, kill any of us. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Okay, the like time not, you do something, yeah, it does affect how you feel about something. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like a lot of the things that I enjoy from my past and I still hold dear are dear to me because of the time that I had with the people that I was with. Like that stuff matters, mm. and it's just mm-hmm. as important as just how quote unquote objectively good a video game is. And because how uncertain this, uh, how uncertain we're dealing with right now, as you said, it's uh, important to have that too. Yeah. I think you gotta fucking be able to turn your brain off. Or you're just gonna go crazy right now. <laughs> like I've literally, yeah. I have had to turn. Like, God bless everybody that wants to post about the bad things going on. I know yeah. I've got it. Yeah. It's you got to mm-hmm. get it out of your system, you know. And like, and it's just like at a certain point, you've got to tune out. Because, like, I understand everybody's yeah. getting it off their chest, but when you're looking at one mm-hmm. feed that is just your feed, yeah. it's all coming in at once. So it's just, like, yeah. it's noise that my brain can't take anymore. Like, I, I told my psych about this just yesterday, um, or, or Friday, and it was just like, yeah, like, you've got to, you've got to unplug, you have to, you have to be okay and comfortable with turning your brain off for a bit and not feel bad mm-hmm. about doing that. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you're That's cognizant of the world around you, so as long as you're keeping yourself safe. I think it's totally 100% okay to turn your brain off for a while. And that's what I've been doing. So Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There are great okay. ways to do that as we cruise into what is going to be our final segment of the night. Um, oh, boy. Hey, <laughs> Jetstorm! 
Hey, Polly. How's it going? I understand that you just recently released uh, a video game. I did. You did. I did yeah. just release a video game. I played through your video game. You played. You not only played through. You beat it. <laughs> I finished your video game in sixteen and a half hours. This is a big monster of a video game. In case you were going into this thing thinking, oh, this is some fun little two, three hour romp. No, this is not a romp. This is an actual adventure. It's, it's, uh, uh, and we're not going to spoiler cast here. This isn't going to be spoilers or anything. Thank you. This is, this is more <laughs> yeah. of a, just kind of a postmortem to let Tom get it out there. Like, I want, the, I want Tom to kind of be the one carrying this segment because, um, this is a project he's been working on for a long time. We've all kind of watched it come together. And I wanted to have him on to kind of just have a celebration of finally getting that out there. And like like I said, we're not gonna we're try we're not gonna try to take too long of your time, but I just kinda like it was important for mm -hmm. me to to highlight like a big release like this within the community. And I always try to give everybody, you know, as, as much love as we can, um with regards to mm -hmm. people releasing things within the community. And I thought like, you know, like let's just have Tom on and, and, and talk a bit about Silas so Tom, what, what, why Silas? What happened? What, what made you sit down and think, all right, this is my grand video game. I'm going to make it. <laughs> so this is the product of years of <laughs> playing around with RPG Maker and attempting to make something. So let me start off with the story. I guess I'll start this off with the story. Okay. Um, this happened about 2014. <laughs> Where a, a friend, I was in the military at the time, mm -hmm. and a friend came up to me, and he's like, hey, how do you work with RPG Maker? Hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me give you a couple of resources here. Go ahead and take a look. And uh, um, you basically, with RPG Maker, uh, you use this system. We were This is when the VX Ace was out at the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. very good version of RPG yeah. Maker, by the way. Yeah, I got into the VX Ace. He, he pirated a copy, of course. Uh, but, you know. like, like, every, like everybody pirated <laughs> RPG Maker until 2017, I think. I think right. that's right around when it started appearing on Steam. Mm -hmm. um, so I... Uh, I got him towards some resources, and then, like, a couple days later, he told me about his project, which was this massive... Of course. ...turn-based <laughs> strategy Pokemon game. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh, like, Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, no. You were doing don't it. Do you were doing the thing everybody does with RPG Maker. Yes. Everybody. And unfortunately, he gave up. <laughs> He's busy. He's married. He had, he had kids. So yeah, I you're mean, not going to have the time for your turn-based strategy Pokemon video game. I, I told him, no, please do not do this. He's like, no, this is probably possible. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's really not. So what I did at the time is I took one of my old drafts of RPGs that I worked on back when I was like 12. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And I looked at it. I was like, hey, let's make an example game. Let's make an example draft of what one could be, but something still pretty big. And that's where this project came to form. It was originally a VX Ace game. Nice. Um, now, I didn't really make it at the time. I was mm -hmm. sort of showing him kind of what the, you know, like what the plan would be, kind of a uh, kind of a front little bit of it. I actually found the, the VX Ace project that I made mm -hmm. uh, a couple, you know, few, like a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, I can see exactly where this all came from. Um all the characters were not quite there yet mm. uh, for, si for Silas, but uh, I sort of made kind of a front, you know, a little bit using just the VX Ace graphics and using a l and also experimenting with some of the uh, battle system of that too, like seeing some side view battle system stuff mm -hmm. that you can do with that because that's not inherent in VX Ace. Not in VX Ace, but it does have a pretty good front 
uh, battle system. Uh, it does. Out yes. of the yeah, box. Like, uh, yes. I think that's. I think that's what slime is built on. Yes, it is. Yeah. You you can tell when something's in VX. I, I can tell when something's in VX Ace. <laughs> I can tell VX Ace and MV quite clearly these days. Yeah, quite clearly. Um, and then uh, VX. I don't think I've ever played a game in VX. No, I don't think that I one have. just seemed to that one seemed to go pretty under the yeah. radar. XP, XP is and VX weird. both kind of just. I played stuff in XP. I never played anything in VX. Yeah, <laughs> I I have played stuff in XP as well too. I think you could make some really interesting stuff in XP. Yeah, XP was the newest one when I was like getting into it as a kid. Like, in, like yes. my first web com- online, com- my, the first time I joined a forum. Yeah, in earnest was an RPG maker crew. Mm-hmm. I think it's the yeah. first one that had the idea of like battlers being a thing. Uh, and, right. Yeah, and it, like I really liked the presentation they did there, like in, in introducing the like. It was, it was a really nice system. XP's um, music is also the yes. most like over the top, like grandiose yeah. music. Yeah. It just feels like the ra- the basic random battle theme is just like the whole world is falling apart, <laughs> yeah, and then it escalates ridiculous. from there. It's hilarious. They and, re-released and, those and, for uh, RPG for uh, an OGG format. Oh, fantastic! Cool. So you can use like the, the, it's the entire soundtrack for XP. That's so. fantastic. Fantastic. The only the only problem, the tile sets are all cut apart. Yeah. So yeah. there's like thirty five different tile sets, and they all have and they all have like five of the tiles you need versus know. the other ones that have like five tile sets. You can actually just use one, and it's fine. So that's yeah. the that just makes XP just unusable unless I manually go and. So I know We're XP is uh, people's favorite tiling system yeah. in RPG Maker. Because it has three layers. Which is yeah, yeah it's, the, it's that three-layer thing. It's uh, just bad uh, for people like us who use RTP only. Right. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, so, with, so with that, I, this is just kind of an example. I, I wasn't really doing anything too much with it mm-hmm. at this time. Um, it wasn't until after I got out, um, years later, uh, I got a copy. I bought a copy of... Um, you know, um, MV. MV, yeah. Bought a copy of MV on my own. I was like, okay, awesome. I have MV now. I don't know what to do with it yet, but I'll think about it. And then I pulled this project out again. Mm-hmm. Um, this was about beginning of 27... It was like 2017. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I've got this idea and where it comes from. And it came again from an old project uh, that from a long time ago. And I'll tell you right now, uh, nothing from that project survived except for two characters. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was wondering how much of that original project's DNA is that was about in. That was about a band of heroes fighting an evil empire. Mm. Uh, as you know, that is not the story of Silas. No, no. Um, but two characters survived. Mm-hmm. And uh, the character is Gilgamesh. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, he's good. Uh, Gilgamesh, <laughs> he's fun. He's fun. Gilgamesh and Rachel were the two characters that survived. Wow. Only Rachel is not named Rachel. Her name was Key. Oh. <laughs> if anyone okay. gets that joke, go ahead. You can I don't, You can hurt me for it later. I don't get it. I don't get it yet. Oh, good. No, nobody's played Tower of Draga. I know of Tower, oh. Tower of Draga, but I've never played it. Oh, Gilgamesh and Key. I, yeah. <laughs> I know Gilgamesh is in Tower of Draga. I assume Wait, that I he know is Gilgamesh from like a hundred different Kai things. Is, Kai is the priestess in that, and Ishtar is the uh, goddess. Right, right. 
I, you know, I've never heard of Gilgamesh and actually in Ishtar because I never played Tower of Draga. They just those figures, those religious figures, haven't figured into any media I've consumed until Dylos. <laughs> so, right, no, not at all. Right, none at all. You know, there's not nothing else that that has a Gilgamesh in it. No, isn't Gilgamesh in Final Fantasy? That's what I know him from. Yes, Gilgamesh is in Final Fantasy. They anyway, okay, continue. Um, so anyway, uh, those are the two characters that survived, you know, from mm. there. None of the other, nothing else really survived from mm. there except those two kind of things. And even even Rachel formed into a mage. Mm. Was <laughs> she, she was a kink a in the belt. original? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> That seemed like a recent development. That was a more recent development. <laughs> that was a more fun recent development. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. I think that that like like that little quirk makes her character really fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a, that was a little quirk. I was like, hmm, let's come, let's make the demure mage character kind of a king. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> and just kind of into everything. Yeah, like there's no <laughs> there's nothing off limits. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And she gets to go on a date. Yes, she does. You oh, can... good, you caught that joke. Yeah, yeah, she can go on a date. It's real good. That was, that was a late joke, actually. <laughs> that was really fun. I wasn't expecting it to go, like, the full way, but I was like, oh, you actually did. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a late joke. Mm. Um, so the other... Th- so the, the first thing I did with Silas, I think you can tell maybe the first character I designed after this. Hmm. And I want you to guess, Polly, who was the first character I designed? Aleph. Nope. Really? Nope. No. Hmm. Not sure. Zeba. Who? Zeba. Really? Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Zeba was the first character I designed for this new form for this new version. Huh. Given where the story starts and where we're going, that's an interesting uh that's an interesting uh train of thought. Yep. Um he was the uh, first character I designed for the game, and I designed Alf as kind of a counter to that. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a very obvious. There's a very opposite nature going on there. I can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I designed that too. And uh, Iris and Roderick came a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, but I needed two friends for yeah. Alf actually. Yeah. From there, and they serve that form. They, they kind of serve that form for the story. John, you've played a little bit of the game, so you've met some of these yes. characters. Yeah. Yep. I uh, played how, up through the first main dungeon, like the first, the first, the first like. After the prologues. Mm. Okay. Okay. The prologues. <laughs> Dalith was also a very early character I designed as well. Mm. Um, Dalith and Lisa and Ishtar were all very all there from the pretty much the beginning. Yeah, oh, uh, I can kind of get two. that. Yeah. Um, I will say the hardest. So, so you could probably tell where I started making the game mm. and where I ended making the game. Yeah. And the first form. Um, you can probably tell I did the intro last. Yeah, because it's very, very honed in a way that I think the next couple of areas, not, not, I'm not meaning that in a bad way, but I feel that, like, it's very much the same way in that E1M1 in Doom was the last, uh, map made for that game. And you yeah. can tell because it's refined as shit. Uh, yeah. but then the map after that and the couple of few maps after that don't have that level of intricacy and detail. There's just little mm-hmm. details and intricacies that you can see in the game's opening that build up actually after that intro piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though I designed that area pretty early. Right. Um, I, I made the bridge. That was one of my first maps, actually. Mm. And I, I thought it was a kind of a very striking image for that map. That mm-hmm. map went through a little bit of changes throughout the game. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I, I thought that was kind of a good basis of that bridge mm. to kind of start this game from and kind of work its way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I like the pacing there, the way that it flowed from that very grand beginning into yeah. the into the very simple, the very like, simple forest and yeah. ruins dungeon. Yeah, was just mm-hmm. with that gorgeous XP curve. Ooh, it's so good. <laughs> it's real good. I've, had is... co- I've actually had a couple complaints about the XP, really? about the, uh, the pacing of the first part of the game. Oh, really? they're wrong. They're all full of shit. You should. You did. You did so good. You go into that forest, and then the spiders kick your ass, and then you go. I need to level up a bit, and then you walk outside. Yep. You grind for like five minutes, and then you go back in. Just like level three, str- probably level and then three. You you're probably good for four. In, just full of big dick grinding energy, just like <laughs> boom, dead spider, boom, dead spider. <laughs> And it feels real good, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I, like, throughout the entire game, I felt like, like, I never stopped and grinded once. Um, not mm-hmm. even there. Like, I, I just fought every fight and never ran away. Um, the only time that I did run away is when they were giving me fights in the middle of puzzles and I was going to go over and wring your fucking neck. Um, oh, <laughs> that would be my only criticism of the game. Uh, but, like, the XP, the XP curve and the, 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 the the pace at which your characters are always gaining new abilities. Like, there's a staggering amount of, of abilities that each character gets uh, that was, like, just like, Jesus, it just doesn't... Like, like I remember playing games like Lunar and getting eight abilities being the big thing. Um, but this is like, right. my, I've got, like, entire pages of abilities here. Jesus H. Christ. Uh, but I felt that um, the pacing of the overall experience curve and how quickly characters grew and like just like the overall damage formulas, everything was kept at a pretty good pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, for asking for the dam- where there's no damn spiders uh, on the world map, there is uh, the only enemy on the on the first part of the world map are slimes. Yeah. Yep. Very smart. So you can see like. Polly like eked through the very beginning with the spiders, and then I was like, "I'm gonna pull back and I'm gonna prepare." And then I yeah. bought, I, I fought the slimes, and then I bought all the equipment in the town. Oh, nice! So like yep. it, so you accommodated both places. So I did also. I, I did leave three uh, revives yep. in, in the first dungeon, like right from the start, because mm-hmm. I, I I needed to give you something, which yeah. is smart because you locked you locked people in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's like, oh shit! Yeah, I really there, don't. There's do also that. a nice little tension there. I there like is that. one other point I do that in the game later. Uh, mm. Polly knows what I'm talking about, yep. I think. Uh, but I give you a shop. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, smart. Everything about it feels immediately smart. The pacing, mm-hmm. um, it, it you ca- and the writing, you capture a vibe immediately, and then I'm just like. Oh yeah, yeah, and oh, it's I consistent throughout. The the vibe yeah. never leaves. Like usually, like when you take when you deal with prolonged projects like this, that take a long time. A thing like tone of voice can change. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen it happen with a few other long term projects, but this game's tone and uh, uh, overall um, just voice are very similar uh, from start to finish. It's very like I I keep saying that this game has a lot of working designs and Falcom energy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I and I still feel that after having completed it, like I think that uh, it takes a lot of that kind of whimsical writing um, and kind of just a, a willingness to poke fun at oneself, um, uh, a willingness to have a little bit of absurdity in there through working designs and um, mm-hmm. a lot of the world building and lore. Uh, uh, crafting that you see in uh, Falcom games, and I think that like if I were to, to directly give this game uh, like a pace that it reminded me, of, it reminds me of the pacing of Fantasy Star Four. 
Oh, cool. Okay. That's, that's, not that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah, that's, nice. it, that game feels very Fantasy Star 4 to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, probably with more pu- with more puzzles, unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, I, I know you haven't played too much, so I won't say as much, I, mm-hmm. I guess, than I you know would. But there's a... Um, yeah, but like the characters design, I, I did start with. Like I said, Zeba was the first character I designed. You haven't met Zeba exactly, John, yet. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll do that later. I'll get there. Um, and, and you haven't met Rachel either, so um, not. Quite I'm very yet. excited to meet more of the characters. Yeah, they like, all imme- they all immediately have a thing, yes. but without feeling like just sketches. Without yeah. feeling like one thing either. They all have a thing, and those arcs play out very well like there there is an arc for every uh character so uh mm. you're definitely you're like you're going on a journey beginning to end with a with a set of characters who are all going to be grown in some way by the end cool <laughs> also there's ruins and cute girls i mean yes 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 that's right away you got that you got that in there so you yeah, the, your main the, character is an archaeologist yeah an archaeologist is a real great Perfect. way to kind of uh, to, to introduce a character who's going to be moved to searching the world i think that's real smart i uh, i pretty much settled on the archaeologist thing like right away yeah it seemed and like such that gave an me an excuse easy... to make dungeons that don't quite have to do with the story yeah. but are ruins yeah uh like the Mar- I'll, I'll tell you a couple things of the uh, game um the original draft uh there is actually a town between the first town and uh, pav and dazzle mm-hmm and the Mirage Tower was going to be a dungeon right there. Oh. Um, I actually took out that town, um, and I also took out Mirage Tower at the time. Mm. Uh, but then I realized, wait, I need this to be paced better. Because yeah. uh, actually there's less time spent with Gilgamesh there. I want more time spent with Gilgamesh mm-hmm. um, at that point in the game. And I think I, I then put Mirage Tower back in. Uh, into the game. Nice. Uh, right there. And I was like, okay, no, this this works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like Mirage Tower a lot. It's uh, that's a, that's actually a dungeon I designed a little bit later. That's one of the first dungeons I got to, and I was like, oh, okay, this is actually interesting. Like, like the dungeons prior to it are kind of just your typical RPG dungeon, a little mazy, just like they're fun right. little they're, they're little tubes for you to go through. And I, I like, like that. I like that method of dungeon design. I've always been here for it. I'm fine with that. But Mirage Tower was the first one. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually really like there 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 is some cool shit going on here. There is going to be some cool stuff going on. I, I don't want to throw that into it in the first dungeon. You just have yeah. to want to switch in there. Yeah, you kind of want to pace that stuff out. And, and I think yeah. that you do a good job of it. And, like, the next dungeon after that is a tube. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, is the You know, the, 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 the Dazzle Path. The dazzle, and then, of course, yeah. then there's the then there's the big puzzle dungeon mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't mind um, at all, which you probably thought I would. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think that one was easy enough. Uh I think John will like a specific puzzle in that in that room. Is there some lunar influence? Um, Lufia influence there? There's a lot of Lufia influence. Okay, Uh, just just the very beginning of the game felt very Lufia. Yeah, it's got Lufia. Cool, it's got some Lufia. Yeah, Um, not as much as you think, probably with the dungeon design of that game. No, because Lufia dungeons are hell nightmares if you don't like puzzles. I love them so. I, I love Lufia two puzzles. So. I can go. Lufia I can go either way on them. Sometimes some of them I'm just like, okay, I I got it. I know what I'm doing. And some of them are just like, I'm literally wanting to somebody come behind me and just put a gun to the back of my head, please. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think the um. Then of course you ran into the uh thing. It kind of realized there's only nine towns in this game. Yeah. It's. It. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's like it's it's but it's still big. It's still got fucking scope. 
I'll tell you this. Uh, there's a there's a reason why it looks like it has scope. Hmm. I did a map thing. Yeah. You probably noticed, Polly, that every map scrolls. Yep. I noticed you're probably this. Wondering, you're probably wondering how I did that. I bet you know how I did that. I, off the top of my head, no. Um, but I could probably figure it out. But for the folks at home. Every map scrolls? Yes. What does that mean? Like you just don't have any small houses or whatnot that are one screen? E- sort of. Um, so... Whenever you the map is never staying in one, the the camera is never staying in one place. It's always scrolling with you. Yeah. Uh, for this yeah, game, except okay. for except for a few moments, uh, there's uh, two towns. There's two areas I can think of off the top of my head. One is Dazzle when you enter the uh, the Merchant's Guild. Mm. That one does not. Yeah. The same thing, and the other place is actually got is the Goddess Tower at the end. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the door into there. Um. So how I did that was i'll tell you the influence first real quick the influence of me deciding this Mm -hmm. uh, came about in 2018 okay or no it's 2019 sorry 2019 um after i played through the original breath of fire uh, again and i realized i really like the maps in that game because all those maps scroll as well yeah uh, if you've ever noticed, uh, with Breath of Fire 1 and 2, all those maps are scrolling whenever you move the map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I try to make a way to replicate that. And here's how I came about it. Every map loops. Yep. Interesting. Every map loops, and there's That's only a what loop. I thought. There's Tasty. Only a little, there's only a little bit of area that you actually do walk in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of calculated each area not to show the na- like you know the looping happen. Mm. Cute. And then mm. everything is built a little bigger. That it actually is what I thought was happening while looking at because like it doesn't move like a typical RPG maker game, so mm-hmm. I knew something was going on with the camera and movement, and I thought it had something to probably do with the way you were handling looping. Yeah, um, that was a, that was a kind of a technique I came up with. So, and I liked it a lot mm-hmm. for the game. So, like, okay, now I have to do this with every area. Yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> but. <laughs> But it was actually a lot easier than I thought it would be. Hmm. Uh, that's why it took a little longer because of it. But I think working that out and making that effect happen, I mm-hmm. think, looks a lot better. Yeah. Because, like, the map was stopping kind of, you know, normally like an RPG Maker game, which is fine. Yeah. I think it's still a fine look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, I'll make this look a little, you know, I'll pizzazz this without actually doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, it's those little touches that can make something... Like, it definitely, like... it. Like I said, it doesn't move like another RPG Maker game. You'd have to kind of put your mind to it and work this out to make this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was like, okay, this is a perfect way to kind of get around, you know, that specific limitation. Yeah. That I don't mind, but see if I can make this look a little better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's some areas I specifically did not do that, too. Yeah, for dramatic like, effect. For, for yeah. dramatic effect, or to make it seem more imposing or something, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it definitely works with imposing. Cool. Mm-hmm. This is so cool, dude. <laughs> so, um, how much of this happened after Moon? Because that seemed like it was your, hey, wait, I can make games. Yeah, <laughs> like, Moon kind of seemed that moment to me, too, uh, where it was just kind of like, oh, and, like, once Moon was done, this was full speed ahead. Like, this did not stop. This was full speed ahead after it did not stop, but uh, Moon came about, I, uh, Moon happened in 2018 of May, I believe, because, yeah. actually, I was, I was working on school at the time, and I was doing a uh, school project. Mm-hmm. I made Moon the school project. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, at the time. And with Moon, 
I sort of came up with the project while I was driving. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. I wrote it down after I was uh, after I got to where I was going. Mm-hmm. Kind of wrote out the whole thing and then made the game over the time. Um, but I, I think you know as well too that you, you probably know that Moon is not my first game at all, and yeah, neither was I Meet Beat. Yeah, yeah, there's other and, stuff there. Yeah, I've I've made stuff since I was 13. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I put one of them on my itch. The bunny is actually the my bunny. first game that I ever yeah. made. Cute. Um, I I want to actually put Bunny Two on there at some point, mm. uh, but I just haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Moon was kind of that moment. Where I was like, mm, yeah, I can definitely do this. And, and Moon got a good. Uh, I think Moon got a very good. Um, like people liked Moon. Yeah, yeah, like the movie really is cool. really good. But, I I recently replayed that, so yes, it's nice. a very good video game. You, wow. Yeah, I replayed it like back in October or something mm-hmm. last year too. And I was like, oh yeah, this is still a really good time. Yeah, I played it in February again. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of this happened before. Uh, some of this was happening before Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the project really came to a head, and I started it properly mm-hmm. about August of 2017. Mm. That, that was actually about the same time I started Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or somewhere around, it was somewhere around that time. So both kind of happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, actually doing this in earnest. And then Moon came first because that's a shorter game. Yeah. You know, just go ahead and did that. And I went ahead and did, um, you know, go ahead and did Silas here. Yeah. Um, I was kind of coy about the title for Silas. Uh, that I did not have you a were, title You were, it was very cute. For a long time, yeah. But I actually had I actually had a title for it the whole time. I kind of figured, yeah. I just didn't want to say, yeah. you know, exactly what I was working on. I try. Um, I try, To me, um, not saying the title is kind of helpful. It's sort of like a. It sort of keeps the pressure off a little bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like when I when I put the name Poly Dungeon out there a lot, like, and then it and it was two years before the game actually came out. Boy, that was a big mistake. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, I think Poly Dungeon's fantastic. I made a homage in this game to Poly. Yes, Dungeon. you did. It's so good. It's so good that I'm mad because it was literally an idea. Like, if I'm gonna do Poly Dungeon two and I'm gonna make it an RPG maker, I know how this motherfucker made my goddamn video game. <laughs> so now, I've got, John... now I've got to zazz so, it so... up. Now I've got to make it different. I... Now you got me a little. I'm sorry for taking your idea. Oh no, it's fine. It's, uh, I, it was just so weird that we had the same fucking vision here. Yeah. I, again, mine was a short little thing because it's yeah, a joke. Yeah. It's, it's and it's it's an optional dungeon. The ancient cave is an optional dungeon. Yeah. But I made four kind of specific dungeons for four different people. Yeah. And, really good. Uh, and they each have their own challenges. Byron has his own, which is you know du- you know it's there. And then um, Polly, you're the second one. Yep. Uh, John, you're actually the third one. Mm-hmm. Yay! You you have a Final Fantasy Legend dungeon. Yep. Yes. Yes. You've already been okay. You've already been through. I've Polly. been there. I've been there. Okay. Good. And then uh, Poncho's is actually a looping maze. Yep. <laughs> there won't be more Saga dungeons. And then there you have to fight more Saga One dungeon specifically. That game is delectable. And then cool. you have to fight the true, the the, the real ultimate boss. Wonder yeah. who it could be. Wonder the... who it could be. Uh, <laughs> and that dungeon that I've had that dungeon in my mind, like you know, it, it being like a sideshow attraction. Yeah, like that had to be something that came along early. Because I that think we all have those. Early. Like when we're going to make a game, you always imagine like those big moments first, and like or something you right. want to hide in there. And that just seems like something that would have been there real early. 
Yeah, it being a sideshow attraction is just like that. That was like my joke I've been holding on to. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like running into that was hilarious. I was just like, I knew he was doing something. I didn't know it was this. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's a good thing. Now I wonder. Now I do have a question, Polly. Mm-hmm. Did you find Lontinus? No. Ooh, so there is stuff you haven't seen. There in the is game stuff yet. I still have not seen. Have you done the trading quest? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Dang. Ooh, there's something you've missed then. Oh, shit. Now and I have another question. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten any letters to girls? Yes. Okay, good. Did you did you do the whole thing of that? I don't think I did. Okay. If you do, this is a cutscene. Oh, <laughs> dang. <laughs> so you get to go back and do stuff. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's fine because I do have a, I do have a file with which I can go back and still explore the game prior to exploring the final dungeon. So yep. I, was def- I always make sure to keep an extra save file on hand you for can, shit like that. I- I'll let you know, Polly. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you can escape the final dungeon if you want to. Oh, you can? You can escape the final dungeon. Oh, okay. Well, that's good because I can just go back and retain all my levels and do it. Yep. You, you can retain all your levels and everything to do the ancient cave stuff okay, if that's you want fine. to. That's fine. I, that's absolutely cool then. Nope, yeah. It'll take you back to Icos. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so let's see. Is there anything else? Like, if I want to say, like, what dungeon I designed first, you're probably wondering. Um, right? go interested. for it. Yeah, like, what dungeon was designed first? Okay, so actually, this dungeon is two versions, because I designed the volcano first. Hmm. And then I redesigned the volcano. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the volcano was actually the last dungeon I made. You can probably tell that. Hmm. Oh, that and a share. I, I did make a. Sh- I did make a share. A second part. All right. A share. A uh, first part. Yeah. A share. A second part actually stayed the same for the mm. most part. The second. The first part of it was a. Um, is a different form than it is now. Mm. Uh, was a different form from before. So some of these dungeons have actually been changed or altered. Um, quite early. Yeah. Or quite later on. Um. But yeah, I know I'm saying area names, and you know John hasn't seen them yet. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. How about I'm fine. I, I think, think out of context, I, I I can't say anything out of context. Mm, I don't. I'm not. I haven't. Nothing I've heard has been like, oh man, I wish no, I hadn't like, known they, that. It's all um, been tactful. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to say. There's one character I did want to talk about, but I can't anymore. Oh. Um, because John hasn't met them yet, mm. and I don't want to say what they were originally. But I'll say that one character was originally two characters. Cool. That's always that's, oh, that can always be a smart change. Character. A lot of the time with writing. Interesting. Yeah. Polly def- knows who I'm talking about. Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you know. Uh, if you watch the Peep Show video. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think you know. Yep. They were originally two characters, but I uh, I decided to combine them. That's really cool. And I thought that was a good idea. Um. The thieves coming back. I, I used the thieves again for the, uh, you know, the one, dun- yeah. <laughs> the side dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was and really, really know... fun. That was a really fun side dungeon, though. Oh, was it? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was Those cute. two. So, yeah. The uh, Did you also find the, uh, you also did the, did you do the uh, sages path as well? I don't think so. <laughs> the, there's a cave right by Icos. Oh, I know where it's at. I just don't think I went in. Oh, that's a dungeon. Oh, shit. Like I think it was like oh wait the game never told me to go there. Nope, you never have to go. Th- you don't have to go there. That's the oh, path. Oh shit! Uh, okay. That's, Mental that's note. 
that's the uh, path that Dallas uh, that Lisa mentions that she can't open it from the one right. side. Right, almost... son of a bitch. Okay. Um, this game is so the, big. Load the fucking game back up again. <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot to go through. I uh, do. You know, I I apparently missed way more than I thought I did. Yeah, and actually, if you do some of the side quests uh, before a certain thing happens in the game, mm -hmm. uh, certain other things happen. Interesting. <laughs> so there's there's a lot that I didn't hear that's kind of a. Uh, weirdly like you know like you I don't expect it in smaller projects like this because it's kind of hard to hit that kind of scope on a smaller project but you did it regardless i, I think yep. it's because i i kept pretty I, I had pretty set ideas of what i needed to do to keep this scope down yeah um i knew what i needed to organize mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i used some of that organization to help me nice. uh, make this stuff like there's a couple only a couple variables that's handling story stuff Oh, and yeah. I can change care. I can change character dialogue mm -hmm. whenever I want, uh, based on when this, how long the story has happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what I typically do in RPG makers. I usually have a global variable that sets like yeah. number of beats in the story that have passed, and yeah. you just yeah, that's how I handle. Like it. dialogue mm. in the in the first town changes after a certain yeah. thing after certain things happen, and yeah. other towns as well. Mm -hmm. and not everything, of course, because you know it's that would be big. a bit overkill. That's mm. a bit overkill. NBC is named. Yeah. This thing where y'all have towns and story beats <laughs> is kind of, that's kind of where you lose me. Like, mm, that sounds too much for me. Yeah. That sounds like too much um, work. Dude, 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 Poly Dungeon is going to have one town and a dungeon that goes on forever. That is literally Perfect. all that game is going to be. So, if, if you, uh, by the way, Polly, if you go back to the second port town mm -hmm. and talk to the people at the church there, mm -hmm. they have new dialogue. Interesting. If you want to uh, have any more lore building? Yeah, like that's that's it's, that's interesting. Never would have thought to do that, but now it's just like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna have to load that game back up again tomorrow. <laughs> kind of just play around, and see what you what you can find. Yeah, I obviously. think you you probably know what my favorite dungeon was to make. I probably Two. don't really. No. I wouldn't be able to guess that kind of thing. But what was you your favorite? Be able to guess. What was your favorite so, dungeon to make? The um. What I would call Chapter Four of the game has two dungeons. Mm -hmm. um, it's the uh, the Marsh Cave. Mm -hmm. Remember the Mar you remember the Marsh Cave. The, Marsh the dungeon cave. after that oh. was my favorite. I don't want to say what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. But that was my favorite dungeon to make. Um, that map, the uh, the main part of that map mm -hmm. uh, for the underground part of that area, mm -hmm. was a very early map of the game. But I think I just kind of hit right. Oh, that's really cool. And kind of the rest formed around it too, yeah. and the kind of make I, I tweaked that puzzle. I tweaked that puzzle at the end of, uh, down there before I released it mm. a bit. I mostly make it look visually a little something. more visually appealing, or, or yeah, 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 visually appealing mostly because it's the laser. Yeah, man, that's a hmm. never would have guessed that, but yeah, I like that dungeon too. So yeah, that's I think in the beginning of that dungeon as well. I, yeah. That's that was my favorite section to write. That's good shit. That's good shit. So, I guess we can go ahead and start winding down here. What? 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 Is there any kind of like lasting sentiment you have now that this thing is finally out? Because I know that like, um, like like anytime I release a game, I get a weird like I go through a weird phase of depression afterward. Um, it's not like depress. I, I guess it's a it's a little bit more of a uh, relief, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's obviously that. Relief. There's a little bit of like, okay, now what do I do? Yeah, um, like I, I, after that because yeah. that was a big project. That was a, 
I, I will say I have opened up RPG Maker and I've started to play around with it again. Of course. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this. I have two I have two notebooks on my desk. Mm-hmm. And they're both different. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not sure which one to pick up first. Oh, Lord. Um, one is not related to Silas. Mm-hmm. The other one is. Interesting. <laughs> I... I will say this. I have I, I, written something that if I were to follow this up, mm. what would it be? Right, cool. right, um, right. I, I do have some. I do have some lingering uh, threads that were not. Oh yeah. There's that, definitely that fun not, stuff. I, yellow book. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, yeah, take the yellow book. Um, <laughs> I some lingering threads that I. I wanted to keep as ambiguous as possible just in right. case I couldn't do it. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. But I also have ideas if I were to if I were to follow this up. Cool. Um, That's awesome. I'm not going to say what exactly they are right now, but Yeah, that'd be bad to do that right now, especially since yeah. the first one just came out. It's a bad bad yeah, move. Don't don't, don't point and I'm just like Don't paint yourself into a corner. Yep. Right. My other my other project, which is not related to either of these two notebooks, is a uh, sequel to Moon. So interesting. You know. The the thing yeah, you I saw the video you posted video from that, that was very good. What was that in Game Maker? That's in Game Maker. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I thought it so. was very pretty. Yeah. Might just change engines for a little bit and uh, see if I can do with that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's treated that, me well. Is jumping yeah. between Although different environments. That one has its own challenges. Mm. If I were to make that. Mm. Yeah. My my but, um, my current big thing started off as like a big epic story facet successor and then facet mm-hmm. sequel and then I was like oh I'm not really enjoying this part of it but I'm really enjoying this part of it and then I just kind of retool rebuilt the whole thing around the thing that I was enjoying working on and now I'm yeah. having much more fun so that's that yeah. things are all in this kind of early stage it's just like things are you can leave things kind of up in the air yeah. it's like whatever whatever winds up making being fun for me yeah is my thinking i have a lot of unused ideas from silas actually um mm. which i could rework into something the main thing is i can rework some of those unused ideas because it's setting changed yeah midway through <laughs> oh like, pretty right. early, actually that's, that's interesting i'll say it's setting changed uh some of its um some of its twists changed mm. uh with that hmm um, unless any of y'all have any questions for me about it, um, any lingering questions at all? I don't have I, much yet, but that's just because I haven't played through yeah, it. I'm like, very I don't want to ask too much more because I think anything that I would ask would kind of like open up the floor to like, oh well, that's spoiler territory, and I don't really want to spoil it for anyone. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. just think that it like it's a fun game that wears its influences on its sleeve, and I like that very much. Like I like things that wear their influences on their sleeve; they do it proudly, and they're able to kind of like stand alongside the things that they're 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 they're, yeah. they're being directly inspired by it feels it, very unpretentious yes it's very unpretentious it's <laughs> very it it's very honest about what it is um mm-hmm. and yeah. whether you like that or not like whether it's the thing that you want or not like this is a game that's just like hey i'm a fucking traditional rpg that was my intention from the beginning and i don't uh, have to be make- anything else to impress anybody i'm i exist because i i, I want to exist Mm-hmm. And I admire that. I, I definitely admire that. Uh, that that um, rad as hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Rhett, any questions? <sighs> no, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm nice going to play this. Rhett. I swear, I'm 
I'm very early on in it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's ah, played like be the, fir- oh. be the first Friends RPG you play then. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I played facets. I facets was bad hard. at it. Don't worry about it. Facets is hard. That's, that's, a, that's is... a game to wrap yourself around. It's John is. Don't tell him not to worry about it. Oh. You, you don't get to tell him not to worry about it. That's I can true. tell him that if I want. No. John is like, you know, shocked Pikachu. Yeah, it's a very funny meme. John is like, makes extremely hard RPG maker. People bounce off it because it is extremely hard. Shocked Pikachu. Shocked Pikachu. Wow. I, I try to keep Silas at least manageably difficult. I, I, there's probably some. There's probably some parts that are easier than others. In that game, I'd say. Right, right, right. I, I, I try to keep it manageable the whole time. Yeah. I I it's never hard. felt at any point that any of the bosses were, like, too hard. I thought that, like, the parts that needed to be very difficult, I was 100% okay with them being as hard as they were. Mm-hmm. There's one boss in particular I was very worried about. I was oh. like, oh, I hope this works. Mm. Yeah, the, um, you can, like, you it's can still... level up. And you can go yeah. to an inn, and you don't. Yeah. If you lose the final boss, you're not going to lose the whole game. Exactly. So, that's, yeah. that, so is, that dungeon like, you can't escape from. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a little bit of that you flavor. Like, that's a treat. Like Final Fantasy IV does that a couple times, yeah. where it's like, yeah. oh shit, better be careful about saving here. Yep. Better use another file, maybe. Yep. No, you got, fif- you got 15 save files to play with. You should be fine. It's fine. I have 20. Oh, and Silas, you have 20. Oh, you have 20. Okay, okay, okay. I, th- I, c- I didn't remember if it was 15 or 20. Yeah, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was 20. Cool, cool. Um, But yeah, like, I, hey, go play Silas if you're looking for a traditional-ass traditional RPG, I think, right? Is that, I mean, I guess... Like, I think that's the best pitch you can make. If you want a traditional RPG about friendship and love yeah. and destiny <laughs> All and that good like shit. That, all that good Ancient shit. You and want cute girls. And Ancient cute girls. And cute girls. <laughs> There's definitely cute girls. Yep. Uh, there's like at least three. Yep. <laughs> everyone, everyone here at Maybe least more. likes Falcom, and I think most of us have done um, working design stuff, lunar oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. If you like oh. characters named after Final, uh, I mean named after Fantasy Star three characters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Tower of Duraga. <laughs> Tower of Duraga. There you go. There you go. Life is good. Like this game is good. I had a great time with it. Like. Yeah, like, and, and, you know, I guess we're going to go ahead and start winding down here. It seems like that's yeah, the, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we have Jetstorm on, and suddenly we're just going to have, like, a four or five hour podcast. So we, <laughs> Always we, happens. We, just broke, we just broke the four hour streaming mark, but I edited this will obviously be shorter. But it's funny that we break, you know, like, this is the longest episode live that we've done in a long time. And, of course... It had to be. I think that you were actually still the long. Lo- you were actually the longest episode we've done of God is in the podcast so far, too. <laughs> Am I really? I oh, think gosh. so. I, I think your next one might be longer, though. You have a you have a longer track. Count oh God, on the one. next one. Yeah, which we are recording next Saturday. So we the holy oh, the, the Hollywood awesome. oh, hell yeah the Hollywood episode will be out uh, probably a few days after that. Uh, I know that album. That album's interesting. <laughs> right. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wind things down here. Ja, uh, Tom, uh, I very much appreciate you taking the time to stop by um, and, and just join us. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much for giving me an outlet to tell people about this. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope that that was fun for you. I hope that we didn't bore you too much by having you <laughs> sit here for four hours. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. 
Uh, a, a better way to spend quarantine than most other ways, right? What, I, 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 I agree. Spend quarantine with your friends, at least. Uh, where can our friends out in yep. internet land find you, Tom, if they want to find you and your video game? Uh, if you want to find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter as uh, Jetstorm4. It's probably most places you'll find me if I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find me on Itch, uh, that page is also Jetstorm4. Uh, I, what is it? Uh, I forget the website name. Shoot. Itch.io? <laughs> yeah, Itch.io. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that one. I'm just thinking of the actual, uh, actual site here. Oh, never mind. It's on itch.io. Find me as Jetstorm4. Right. Uh, Silas is the game. That's S-I-L-U-S. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find that and uh, have a good time, uh, you can do it in either... Uh, you can either do it in a little burst or you can do it all at once. <laughs> yeah. Just know it's about 15, 16 hours. Yep. Cool. It'll take you a while. It's chunky. It's a chunky beast. Mm-hmm. It's chunky. It's chunky. But again, uh, Tom, thanks again for joining us. It's very much appreciated. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, Rhett! Well, thank, thank you very much. Rhett, where can the internet find you? <laughs> Playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> Playing Animal Crossing. John, where can our internet pals find you? Faraway.times.itch.io, and you can find me at my dumb website where you download this at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. <laughs> <laughs>